Dr. Future, your host. I invite you to join me as together we experience a future quake. 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 Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Tom Bionic. And we have a new week with shows here on mm-hmm. Monday. And yes. we have a guest who uh, a lot of our listeners have been wanting for some time. And we mm-hmm. finally were able to make arrangements for it. Mm-hmm. We have Pastor Russ Dizdar, mm-hmm. who is the director of the Shatter the Darkness Ministry and also the Preemption Radio Broadcast. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about his new book coming out called The Black Awakening. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about exposing the menace of the impending Black Awakening. Another, another average week here on Future Quake. Another average week um it's very 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 intense and yeah. uh we run out of time there's so much more to say but uh you're in for quite a week this week so yeah. why don't you uh lead us a quick word of prayer here? Would, you, would you do that just very yeah. quickly for us heavenly father um we have to go quick but lord just protect us and give us discernment uh each day here as we go forth and uh, learn from uh pastor dizdar here amen amen thanks brother and uh ladies and gentlemen listen with a discerning ear and uh, see what the what the Lord has to say to your heart about this. With no further ado, here's Pastor Russ Dizdar from the Shatter the Darkness Ministry, and we'll be right back to talk about it on Future Quake. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. I am Tom Bionic. And we have a new guest with us that has actually been in very high demand mm-hmm. by our listeners mm-hmm. of Future Quake for some time. It took a little while to get the logistics all worked out, but it couldn't have been a better time uh, for him to join us. Uh, today we have Brother Russ Dizdar, who is the director of the Shatter the Darkness Ministry and also has uh, his own radio show as well called the Preemption Broadcast. And we're going to talk today about exposing the menace of the impending Black Awakening, uh, which is the title of a book that he has coming out very soon and some teaching that he's been doing. Brother Russ, thank you so much for joining us on the Future Quake Show. Well, hey, it's great to be with you, Dr. Future and Tom Bionic. I just uh, appreciate being uh, on this show. I've been listening to some of the podcasts. It's been great. Oh, great. And you came on the show anyway? (laughs) Uh, Absolutely, sure. Sure. That happens sometimes with our guests. A lot of times we have lines that are disconnected. Yeah. Uh, we don't get a lot of return phone calls after that, but I'm glad you came anyway. Uh, our listeners have been requesting that you come to our show for some time, like I said. And uh, 
it certainly appears that you have a very large and loyal following from from a lot of different venues, from your radio show, from from other aspects of your ministry. Uh, and we just appreciate so much you making time for us in your extremely busy schedule. And the more I get to know you, the more I, I can begin to grasp how busy your schedule is. Uh, to begin our discussions today, could you please tell our listeners uh, a little bit about your background, since we have a lot of people who might uh, be unfamiliar with you, and how you came sure. to your current position and activities today? Sure, yeah. i just a uh, crazy guy in the 60s doing all the stuff, partying, and all those kind of things that occurred in the days uh, where everybody was going crazy. And I uh, became somewhat of a Buddhist, a new kind of a new ager back in 1968, 69, through the early 70s, and uh trying to grasp spirituality in some way until I was mm-hmm. encountered by a guy that just um, at a party, at a, at a late-night party where the place was packed, and uh, everybody ran from this guy because it's, it's as if God walked into the room. There's just so much uh, incredible presence uh, just when he shared Christ. And when I uh, wow. listened to him, I, I literally had to run from him. I was so afraid of him. I didn't even know why. Um, I was used to fighting in bars and being a tough guy and everything else, but this guy uh, just totally freaked me out. So I uh, left my apartment and went back to my own mom and dad's house, told them I was staying there for the night. But Dr. Future, I just, uh, it was as if uh, it just stuck in my head, stuck in my heart. I wasn't raised in church, but this message of Jesus and who he was in comparison to anything that I knew, anything that I experienced, uh, was so overwhelming, and I I didn't know what to do because I never read read the Bible, but I heard what the guy said and heard what a few other people had said. I got down on my knees about four in the morning, and I just said, Jesus, I don't know everything about you, but they said you'll come into my life, you'll fill me with your presence, you'll forgive me, and uh, you'll change my life. And I just prayed, and I knew I knew 35 years ago uh he came in he was i i was just blown away i never never mm-hmm. knew praise um, the lord I, yeah you know that's where it began for me and i i knew that night i had to do something to tell my friends because of where i came from i mean i came from trying to conjure spirits and do dimensional stuff all everything that was offered to me i tried uh and there was there was a lot of spiritual occurrences but, but they didn't come from god that was for sure uh, and they never led me to god uh it's, um, some of my friends got saved. We went to church. Instantly, I uh, just wanted to go to Bible school and uh, started off there. And uh, from that point, I uh, didn't know what a preacher was or nothing. I had a definite calling. But uh, it all ended up just you know going off to Bible school and going off to colleges and developing. What occurred along the way, though, for this ministry was I was, um, within the first year of being saved, I volunteered uh, to work with Youth for Christ in our area. And I ended up working with them 15 years in the development of school and in my life and ministry and, and Youth for Christ. And I was also pastoring um, small churches at the same time. I um, I just uh, began to see all the kind of things that were going on, the crazy things with kids. And uh, that's when we started this thing called Shatter the Darkness, a little group within our ministry there. All we wanted to do was target the kids that were into satanic practices, reading the satanic Bible, uh, cutting up, you know, cats and dogs. And uh, so we just kind of – we had no idea at that time that it would involve um, an incredible amount of uh, um, destruction and lives and pain and, 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 and eventually seeing um, who's really beneath all that. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so uh, the Shadow of the Darkness ministry that you started, when you, when you talk about um, the kids are doing animal mutilations and things, I would think that most of the people and most of the churches I've known in, in my past um, would have stayed clear of those folk. They've been, they'd been scared to death, and they wouldn't have wanted to get near those folk because they're, they're not fully aware of the power of God uh, to transform lives. So it, it seems to me, from what I've read about you, you, you targeted uh, these people who are out on the edges beyond the regular culture, Christian culture, uh, for a special ministry, and, and it evolved into a pure deliverance ministry, correct? Sure. It, wow. it, uh, when I, yeah, it really did because, um, gore, of course, the overall goal now and then was evangelism, but it was kind of a targeted evangelism that ended up dealing in depth, in-depth uh, exit counseling. Uh, we even had, we even just jumped, we began to learn and read every book and go everywhere and even in law enforcement hmm. uh, because of the crimes involved. Um, and the people behind the kids and the groups behind the kids and then, of course, you discover, you know, that there's satanic covens and that there's an underground. And then from there, it turned into the satanic ritual abuse uh, that began to flood the market uh, in, the, in the 80s and 90s and, mm-hmm. and overwhelm many people. But um, it was just a target and just uh, it's still like, the cutting edge for us is evangelism. But but it's because we're, we're, we're delving into this region. Uh, it, it involves a lot of people that have demonic oppression, attachments, possessions, whatever, and um, so we had to learn uh, how to handle that. Well, uh, let me just uh, mention there, uh, we're having a little uh, difficulty with our Skype connection here, so if you could speak just a little slower, it's having a hard time keeping up, and I suspect who may be behind that because of the nature (laughs) of what we're talking about tonight, or it could just be the technology or combination thereof, but... uh, um, I just want to make sure our listeners get every bit of your uh, conversation. Once in a blue moon, we'll have that issue with the uh, with the uh, data transfer rate on that. But uh, uh, well, as your as your ministry continues to grow, as I understand it, you also uh, had sort of a, a dual track or an additional supplemental uh, area of influence in criminology and law enforcement, mm-hmm. and found that as another venue to discover uh, more of these kind of uh, events ongoing and. There was sort of a synergistic effect between your ministry and your work and assistance to them, correct? Uh, absolutely, because uh, even in the one of the major cases we had, uh, which is now, oh my goodness, it's now over 20 years ago, uh, we had just got back from the police academy down in southern Ohio. Tom Wedge was the author of the book uh, Satan Hunter. He was teaching uh, all across the United States in the 80s uh, law enforcement on satanic crimes uh, because of the crime wave. Uh, the, there was a book, criminology book, put out called Crime Warts. Talked about satanic crime being the crime wave. So the development of young people into Satanism, the development of satanic groups, the development of literature, incredible amounts of literature, um, just led us to the, you know, like for example, we had a, a, a girl that I was called immediately to go. You know, pleading from a, a a stepmother to please go see your daughter in a psych ward, 14-year-old, uh, actually stepdaughter. And I just got back from Wapata down in, down in Southern Ohio. And so I went to see her. And uh, the good news was we got to lead her to the Lord. But it was hmm. unusual because it wasn't just that she was out practicing satanic things. She had uh, buried memory. She had uh, all kinds of things. She had something in her that told her she must commit suicide by pouring gas on her called the ritual of the flames to 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 prove her love to her priestess mother 
And, um, of course, that all got stopped. And uh, we began, not just with her, but prior, in engaging real demonic activity. I mean, a human being uh, opens their mouth, and it's not them any longer. It's a demonic presence, just like in the Bible, speaking back, cursing you, mocking God. And, um, and, and just the literature, she was drawing things, and then she took us to places where they, where they had rituals. And um, Dr. Future, that's what began this pursuit then, because mm-hmm. another one and another one and another one, and then the literature, and, uh, and just doors opened in criminology where eventually a law enforcement, actually a law enforcement agent came to our Bible study, Shatter the Darkness. We did a Bible study. And here this corporal is sitting there, and uh, told, she, she told us that, uh, that her chief sent her to learn from what we were doing in, in this kind of you know, issue, mm-hmm. cult crime and so forth. Well, she eventually recruited me to be a police chaplain, and the purpose was so that I could teach in the police academy locally on cult crime. In the context of it, she ended up being a, what we call a high-complex cult model. And dozens and dozens of sub-personalities speaking five languages, ancient cultic languages, knew how to raise, I mean, massive, sophisticated ancient rituals. Uh, it was incredible. Connections to rogue military, and then one after another, after another, after another, to hundreds over the years. Um, that's that just it just opened up that way. We kept taking the steps further and further in. Not that we didn't get uh, you know backlash from it, but um, that just came with the territory. Well, we're getting ready to enter a discussion that's going to be fantastic and for some very hard to believe, uh, even amongst Christians who've been Christians for a long time and have been in a very sheltered environment. Uh, so. As we enter into that, I just would like to ask you very succinctly, if you don't mind, because I know you don't like to toot your horn, but I want people to understand your credentials, that you're not just somebody we bumped into off the street talking about this. Uh, can you very quickly explain uh, your background as far as education-wise, both theologically and in law enforcement, just very succinctly, so people understand your background and the credibility that you bring to this uh, fantastic discussion? Right. Yeah, we, we have never stopped in 30 years of you know taking courses, basically. Malone College, uh, when we went through graduating courses for a BA in religion, philosophy, advanced studies, Greek apologetics and, and theology. Uh, Moody Bible is a great place to learn scripture in a, couple, a little over two years there. Uh, we were at Cumberland College uh, for some biblical studies there. Malone, or Akron University, primarily for criminology and military, um, military studies. And um, outside of that, just every single seminar, training place uh, that we could go to on the subject of mind control, counseling it, uh, Emerge Ministries would offer numerous courses uh, and uh, seminars and training on crisis counseling, suicide counseling, all kinds of those things. Um, We just, all over the country, uh, for we would just keep taking more and more, I mean, secular conferences on in Richmond, Virginia, in the early 90s on, on, uh, on mind control and, and so forth. So that's been the commitment, along with, you know, reading everything we could. I'm sitting in a studio. Uh, there's probably 8,000 volumes, books all around me. And I, I just, you know, it's a matter of study and research on the one hand. On the other side, it's a matter of spending uh, literally thousands upon thousands of hours and 20 years with individuals that have come out of rogue military, 
satanic covens, and groups like that, meeting them in the weirdest of places, uh, secretive places because they didn't want to be found out, meeting them with law enforcement people in the background, um, meeting them to discuss things, having them turn over uh, materials. Uh, there was a lot of confiscated materials we got over the years and still get. Uh, it's an ongoing thing. It hasn't stopped. Mm. None of this has stopped. It just keeps on going. Mm. So well, that's I, it. Okay. If I can summarize from what I've read about you, you have a number of credentials related directly to law enforcement. They see you as a type of expert in this area uh, that use you based upon your experience in studying the area. Uh, not only do you have a, a good bit of theological training and degrees, but also uh, you've been a pastor for several decades, a number of churches. You've had uh, really good growth in your churches. A lot of people led to the Lord uh, under your uh, pastorate of your churches. So uh, you have you have a lot of fruit, and a lot, I know you're again not one to toot your horn, but in in all the areas of ministry, uh, the Lord has evidence of blessing your work. Correct. Yeah, there's been uh, there's been a great we've had a great time and and we've had a lot of heart I mean we've we've seen some heartaches too in Dr. Future I I I won't mm. say that we haven't seen that and we've seen fall the, the failure of leaders and the fall of leaders and stuff and uh, crisis but um, all I knew was God is faithful the Lord's faithful and keep doing the ministry no matter who else does and uh, and He will still you know, working into any individual's life along the way, and, and, and that's how it's been to this day. Praise the Lord. Well, as we enter wow. into the content of what you call the Black Awakening, I want to make sure as, as we enter into this and you define this for us, is there anything else you can share of your contact with these uh, uh, people who needed uh, your de- deliverance ministry and needed deliverance uh, with, the, with the Lord's work? Uh, the, the the messages that they told you, the uh, anything else that you were gathering as far as information, that was sort of the preamble that helped you put everything together in your head of what eventually became the teaching of the Black Awakening. Sure. Well, again, um, the the interaction with a lot of people, and again, even like the little girl that was 14, uh, I wanted to find out who did this. Um, now, what happened in her life 20 years ago? We are still engaged with the very coven that did that to her, for, you know, 20 years ago. Hmm. She's now in her 30s, and uh, she's doing very well. Married to a young uh, to to a fellow that I know who is a fellow pastor, and uh, they're doing very good. But when we dealt with uh, who did this to her, and then and then went to the the group that did this to her, and then found out the the mind control principles, the uh, the sophisticated kinds of rituals, the secretiveness. The, the sexual abuse, the physical abuse, all those things in one case. When they came to attack our home, when they called us with old Enochian languages and curses over the phone, um, as they you know pursued us and, and uh, attempted, you know, so that's one of numerous groups. Uh, a federal officer's wife is another, with a group out of Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, working with this individual, uh, we came into some very dangerous. You know, times uh, attempted uh, murder on on staff members and so forth, but it was all about again healing them, seeing them saved. But um, we began to hear stories. You know, we began to hear stories in, in in the early '80s, and then we and my my position was, you know what, we're hearing wild stories of all kinds of satanic rituals and abuse and things that were done, people in places, buildings and. and including military places and whatever. So without telling them, 
back in the 80s, we devised a little group that would track. We wanted us to learn how to track them. We wanted to hear stories and say, okay, we're going to verify. We're going to, uh, you know, we're going to go to these places. We're going to go out of state. We're going to dig up bones. We're going to bring them back. We're going to, we're going to, and so that's part of what we did without telling anybody um, in the 80s. And even up through the 90s, we just didn't tell people um, that we were, we were wanting to do that so we can verify. And then some victims wanted us, uh, you know, when they, when they had what are again called sub-personalities came forward and started telling us this place, this person, this is where they buried this, this is what, what technology they use. And so we, we decided to, you know, find it, track it, dig it up, uh, confront the people, uh, go to the houses, go to the bases, go to wherever, wherever we led. We didn't want to be, um, you know, but, but we soon found out it, 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 it took a specific kind of praying too to, to really pray because the secrecy, just like in the drug trade or mafia was so deep on the one hand, but on the other hand, the spiritual power that keeps them secret um, is is really their foundation, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to learn along the way. We had to learn a lot of things along the way and how to penetrate this underground and uh, and hear what was going on. Well, uh, before we uh, conclude our interview, I want to make sure we make the point of how pervasive uh, you you think this is as far as uh, within the population, uh, the numbers. And I'll, I'll let you decide when you want to insert that in our in our discussions. But I want to make sure our, our listeners understand these are not one or two isolated incidences. But you have evidence to suggest this is something that are far far larger than what much of us would would ever imagine. Uh, it's ongoing. Well, uh, just to get us started on our on our basic topic tonight, can you explain to us very concisely the general premise of your recent recent teaching series and the new book you have coming out called The Black Awakening? Sure. Let me say first, uh, the Black Awakening has nothing to do with race, and it's not my terminology. It's mm. what um, it's their terminology. Uh, the first one to bring it up was uh, someone from Fort Bragg uh, considered and called themselves a monarch out of the Monarch Project. Uh, it was one of the most powerfully uh, um, individuals I've ever met in this area. Uh, again, having numerous sub-personalities, demonic presence, speaking multiple languages, including ancient ones, knowing psi warfare, and along the way, again, spending six years in dealing with this individual, um, being taken many places, being given many things. I discuss with them spiritual awakening, the way God does things in bringing many people to Christ at one time and impacting culture. They from us. We are going to bring about the black awakening. It's going to be a time of unprecedented unleashing of satanic presence and power. It is the chaos before the new world order that the old ones talked about. And... Um, so just to understand, it's their, it's their plot across the board. Which, whoever I've dealt with over the years, whether they've come from California, Pennsylvania, you know, across the United States, the individuals, when we've gotten down into where the information is, the stories have been consistent. Uh, they've been the same. They have the same method. Uh, they, for example, 
in, 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 in what are called chosen ones. They call, that's their term, chosen, in other words, by Satan to be uh, what they claim to be part of the troops of Antichrist. Regardless of whether we believe it, they believe that they are the ones that will help bring, usher in the arrival of the Antichrist. And that's a pretty massive thing. But then we got into the numbers. I mean, we were overwhelmed with victims and dealing with the 70s by, by, the, by a few hundred, then the 80s by the thousands. And Dr. Future and Tom, the last estimate that I knew of for sure, you know, the factual one was in 92, uh, Centennial Hospital in Denver, Holly Hector mentioned that there were 2.5 million diagnosed cases. Oh, my. Later... Yeah, later from our studies, we began in, in conferences to say, uh, listen, there's, there is at this time at least 4.5 million diagnosed cases of what they're calling multiple personality disorder, or DID, uh, that involves the purposeful splitting of the human core and the programming. Uh, a psychiatrist from, from Canada, Dr. Colin Ross, in his book that deals with this and deals with the the uh, underground part of it has estimated up to 10 million total. Um, every psych ward all over the nation, um, you have these individuals. It's a it's a multi multi dollar insurance industry uh, issue. Um, uh, the DSM-4, which is the Diagnostic Manual for uh, the American Psychological Association. Uh, they finally came out and, and put their actual diagnosis and, and, and explanation for this. Uh, they've done it on the secular sense, but they haven't been able to handle the spiritual sense of it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back at the Future Quake Show with Dr. Future and Tom Bionic. And that's the first installment of our interview with Pastor Russ Dizdar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to first apologize to our listeners for reasons we don't quite know why. We were having some problems with our, our yeah. recording and the, or, the signal transmission. In order to dropouts. Right. There. We use an internet, internet-based system to record it so we can get it in digital form for mm-hmm. uh, editing. And uh, we were having all sorts of dropout problems, and I don't know if... It was spiritual intervention or just the regular old technology problem, but maybe a little both. But to, you know, it, uh, you can hear it. We just had to repeat a few things here during the week, so mm-hmm. appreciate your patience. But I, I think it's worth your time when you find out what this gentleman has to say, and and you'll find out with all the material we cover during the course of the week that there's so much that's still left to say about what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, we could easily do. He's one of those guests where we could easily easily do a couple of months worth of shows on. Sure, and. Uh, we need to have him back. Because, yeah, that's a good idea. But, ladies and gentlemen, the best thing you can do is support his ministry and get his book. Uh-huh. Drop over to his website, get his book, The Black Awakening. And uh, speaking of Black Awakening, we need to awake <laughs> Merv. Merv, would you come in and tell our listeners how they can find out about contacting us here at Future Quake? Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or Internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, wow, we're, we're way over. Time. Let's get out of here. Okay, well Shit. said, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, come back for the next edition of Future Quake till tomorrow. We hope your future is very bright. Have a good day. Bye.
Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back for the Tuesday edition of the Future Quake Show with Dr. Future and Tom Bionic. And this week we have a quite compelling guest, pa- yeah. pa- Pastor Russ Dizdar, who is the director of the Shatter the Darkness Ministry, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. deliverance ministry. Uh, heavy stuff in, here. Uh, big time in spiritual warfare. Yeah. And he's right on the cutting edge uh, dealing with uh, something that could have end times implications. Yeah. In fact, that's what he he uh, purports in his new book, mm-hmm. the, the Black Awakening. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about exposing the menace of the impending Black Awakening that he shares with us in this it's blockbuster show. Scary stuff, man. Well, why don't you pray for us? I will. I'll, I'll certainly do that. Heavenly Father, we just pray. We give this show over to you, and uh, Lord, we pray for um, insight and also for protection. Lord, we're talking about spiritual warfare this week. It's something very important. We know this uh, pastor's out on the cutting edge, and uh, it draws a lot of attention from the other side as well, too. So we we pray for protection for him and for the listeners and for ourselves. And, Lord, that we would have insight on how we could be better servants mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, no further ado, here's Pastor Russ Dizdar, and we'll be right back to discuss it here on Future Quake. Pastor Russ, um, if I understand what you're just telling me with this shocking information, is that th- th- this incident of multiple personality disorder is so pervasive in our culture. Just looking at the diagnosed cases, and who knows how much it's the tip of the iceberg, uh, sort of filling in the holes, and I want you to tell me if I speak wrong here because I'm still studying your material right now as we speak. I, I'm under the assumption from, from the hints I'm getting that the general understanding is that this multiple personality disorder doesn't just happen on its own. And in fact, probably very few times is it just a run-of-the-mill tragedy, like some kind of uh, random abuse event that occurs or some other kind of uh, random crisis or thing that causes it, although that m- may well be for a number of them. But I suspect your data has shown that, that a lot of these are engineered and that uh, from reports and things that you've gotten from uh, military work, CIA, some of these other projects that some people may know, like MK Ultra and things like this, that the capability of having well-controlled uh, abuse-type events that create this uh, personality separation where you can have sort of a cover personality that goes on about its business and then other personalities that can be manipulated uh, is something that you suspect more and more what some of these people may be. And I I don't mean to get ahead of you in your discussion, but uh, is is that the kind of direction that we're going with this uh, discussion? Yeah, absolutely, because, um, and again, we've found individuals that might have, uh, you know, one or two sub-personalities because of some kind of trauma, because it's trauma-based. It's, it has to have, you know, massive trauma, and so there, there, it, it does occur in that sense, uh, rarely, uh, in a sense of uh, numbers, but we're talking about the um, the planned, uh, purposed uh, splitting of human personality for the goal of creating uh, a burden, uh, they will do a number of things with bond it to them, program it that is beginning to train it in a number of different ways. Uh, in the case of covens, demonizing, and then taking the subpersonality and putting it what they call down, um, only to be brought up by a trigger 
so that the main person doesn't even know. And, and, and for factual information, this goes all the way back to 1947, G.H. Estabrooks. He uh, wrote a book called Hypnotism. He was uh, contracted by the CIA. He was the head of the American Psychological Association, a world-renowned psychiatrist, so forth. Um, he uh, wrote that book in where he leaked out very clearly their, their ability. They learned the ability to split human personality. They could create sub-personalities to do assassination, to do reconnaissance, to give disinformation, to be a mole into other countries, or you know, to because the way it works is is really incredible. Um, when a person can be triggered, the subpersonality do some you know horrendous work, and then go back down. The main person then being amnesic, not knowing what occurred. Um, it, it goes back to that, and you're correct about its involvement uh, in, the, in the CIA, Sidney Gottlieb, and you can you can you can begin to look at the uh, Monarch Project and MK Ultra itself. Anybody can go to the Freedom of Information Act and find even where President Ford. There was such an alarm about it they wanted to outlaw the mind control projects. Uh, but I was don't this think part of they... what Senator Church was involved in and in uncovering all this work with the CIA? Sure, it was. Yeah, and then when Helms was was destroying all the documents, not everything got destroyed, and individuals did talk about it. So there was kind of a tip of the iceberg of information that came out. Um, but um, the biggest thing that came out is is the fact that these people who have had numerous subpersonalities uh, in the '60s, '70s, even up through the '70s, uh, began to break down, break apart. And uh, that's where we ended up with those who were highly trained with military, I mean military, uh, massive mil military training combined with psi warfare, and then that's combined with uh, the satanic side uh, where there is a spiritual warfare coming from their side that the church uh, does not yet, you know, realize. Well, it's, it's interesting you, you, you mentioned this time period. And by, and by the way, uh, I, I would say if, if people are having a hard time relate to this, if people would think in the, in the public consciousness, excuse the pun, uh, of the whole concept of a Manchurian candidate, uh, that's something that was shown in books and movies and things of, of a virtual sleeper cell that is able to create a person that can be controlled to do the, the doings of others and the bidding of other people. But it's interesting you mentioned 1947 being the, the year that they have a breakthrough in this. So many things happen over and over again we cover in our show. Here we have the, yeah. the death of Aleister Crowley in 1947. We have the Babylon working occurring in 1946, uh, opening up a portal for the Great Whore Babylon, the consort for Antichrist. The birth of Israel. Yeah, yeah. The Book of Israel later in 1948. Yeah. You have yeah. Roswell occurring in 1947. Yeah. Book of Enoch uh, being found in 1947. Yeah. You have um, Nicholas Rorick yeah, dying in, in uh, Dead Sea Scrolls uh, coming about at the same period of time. Weird. I, I'm, I'm getting the impression this was sort of an important time from a spiritual warfare standpoint in our world. Mm -hmm. And you've just added more data uh, to that. That I'm assuming this information, they may have been working on it for some time, particularly in the outbreak of the Cold War, but uh, I, I wouldn't doubt if they had help in becoming uh, more capable than this capability mm. at that particular period of time. Excellent point, because here's what I'm trying to scream out. When you look at the book of Revelation, chapter 16, something occurs. It hasn't occurred yet. It's future. Even Revelation 19.19. 19, the 
we're missing it here. 1919, Revelation 1919, the world's largest military force out on the field. The guns are not aimed at each other. It says they've come to make war on the descent of the, the visible return of Christ. And anybody can you know, look at that and read that, knowing that it's a fulfillment of Psalm 2, 3,000-year-old prophecy, um, how they've gathered a global-class military, convinced the governments of the world to bring them out on the field to, to literally blast out of the sky, fight, do whatever, to stop the descent of Christ. It's a massive, incredible thing that we need to take a look at, but back it up to Revelation 16. Well, by the way, they, they also had a little assistance from three unclean spirits that came out of there the base go. of false prophet and Satan himself that uh, certainly had influence, exactly. so there's still a spiritual connection to uh, organizing them. That's my premise, that they can't advance it without that spiritual premise. Just like the kingdom of God doesn't you know, go forward without the presence and power of the Spirit of God, their kingdom, we've learned, it's just it's no different. the purse and release them. They have to target. Um, in that ritual of uh, Revelation 16, it's kind of a triangulation. It's, it's very similar to the high rituals that we see and have, have delved into here is where the, 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 there's a release and a targeting. This one, though, in Revelation 16 is global in impact. It impacts the kings of the earth. There is such a seduction that they're willing to bring their armies out and, and do what they're going to do in the future. Now, when you back up from that, since it hasn't occurred yet, how do we ever get there? And here's my premise. Um, we're, on that, we're, we're, we're on the way. We're, we're, on the, we're on the cutting edge of what, what they have been trying to develop for years upon years. They've got to have the troops. They've got to have loyal troops that are going to usher in uh, the apocalypse of, of the Antichrist, uh, his unveiling visibly, physically to the world. So let's just say he's, he's 10 years away, maybe five, I don't know, but 10. Or, if, he's only, if he's real, he's Dr. Future and Tom, it means that he's, that he's out there alive somewhere already. Huh. And there's got to be a regime building. Mm -hmm. It may be an underground army, but an army nevertheless. Sure. And the elitists that are with him. So in all of this, you know, again, the folks that we've dealt with, the terminology is the brotherhood, the ancient brotherhood. When you go back another 10 years, you come to the term black flame. This was the Nazis. When the Nazis were defeated, all of the uh, massive occult literature, uh, all of their, their demon science their their search for Aryan blood and, and super you know super race uh, the godmen where did all the demons where did all the powers go when when that got stopped my, my premise is they it flooded worldwide and mm -hmm. what was begun has never ended and it's still moving towards that that time period and I, I think that's biblical revelation shows the sequence of that satanic and uh, we're seeing it erupting and the rumblings, uh, but it's nothing yet. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Brother Chris Pinto, who does world-class documentaries on subjects similar and akin to this, uh, uh, but his new, uh, his new series in America's Mysteries about the origins of America uh, called The Eye of the Phoenix talks about the fascination that FDR and his uh, vice president, uh, Henry Wallace, had in Nicholas Rorick, the mystic, and then actually bringing these mystical, spirit-imbued 
devices like the 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 stone of uh, destiny and other things like this that they actually were motivated to bring this stuff to America and here we have FDR actually going to Manley Hall and uh, sending government agents to microfish all of his library because they felt like that that uh, contained the mystical uh, purpose and destiny of America so if anybody's a regular listener to Future Quake they should have no doubt that the governments of our world including our own understand the spiritual world understand that it's there that it, the power is there and your your hypothesis that this went worldwide uh, after the war uh, we shouldn't be shocked by that because the actual scientists that did some of these heinous crimes they were actually worldwide. distributed yeah. they were distributed in the US and Soviet Union operation paperclip and things like this so why would we be surprised that the spiritual de demonic forces didn't have their own operation paperclip that were dispersed throughout the world too and in some cases, we're in cahoots with human agents. Exactly, and it, and it continues to this day. There is, and and that's what again biblical revelation gives. You know, the, the satanic agenda it has to pull in the political and the military, and eventually combine it. So they're the major targets. That's the only way they'll get to globalism. Mm -hmm. Every shred of globalism will have into it uh, roots, as Gary Kahn said in his book, the demonic roots of globalism, and he, tra you know, he tracked that also. Um, so the swelling of that, of that demonic you know, emergence in, in the world around, the talk about voices in their head and demonization, mm -hmm. um, everything's increasing. But, um, for example, too, the occult historian James Webb, in his book, The Occult Establishment, said there were two times in history that there was massive proliferation of occultic literature that led to massive practice, and in our view would be to open doors. That the first is pre-Nazi Germany, this massive unleashing of literature, materials to where secret societies, the full society, and mm -hmm. so forth. Golden Dawn. This, this, exactly. The yeah. incredible spiritual, you know, development in, in, in Nazi Germany to where the ideology of the Nazis was what we would call the dake of demons, the teaching of demons that inspired. Um, just like Satan entered into Judas to, and, and, and brought an influence in his mind and his emotion to betray the Son of God, there's no difference in unaided human beings being influenced, even unknowingly, as involuntary presence ideas for new weaponry. The second greatest proliferation of occult literature, guess when? The 1960s? The, 19s, the 1960s United States of America. Right. Well, you know, going back to the, the Bible and potential foreshadowing in the Bible to, uh, to give us some reason to, to make these speculations, when I, when I think about the mark of the beast in Revelation, it, my, my first thought when you shared with me uh, about this was that that may be a, that device or whatever that process is may be evidence that they have perfected their complete mind control. And whatever that uh, mark is, it may be some kind of tool that's used by them to, to forever permanently cement uh, this type of control that occurs. Because scripture certainly suggests uh, that there's no turning back for people at that point in the future, correct? Mm. Correct. And the, the second. Uh, uh, biblical analogy I see from what you're discussing is back in the book of Daniel uh, when you look at the statue uh, with made out of the different metals representing the different kingdoms and the last day kingdoms the, the iron kingdom has feet and then the ten toes representing the ten last days kingdoms of iron mixed with clay and the Bible says that the iron mixed with clay means that they 
whoever they is, shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Now, we've, we've talked on our show about a potential biological explanation for this. Due to things that we know that happened before the flood, with the Benayolahim, uh, with the Nephilim, and biological experiments talked about in the book of Enoch, but there also could be a, a spiritual mingling that occurs at the time of the Ten Kings and just before. If we are in the age of the feet, we maybe have iron and clay mingling that you have exposed in your, uh, your research and deliverance ministry. Well, that's, that's what occurs. When we do the deliverance ministry, and again, over 20 years of it, of, of digging down through the layers of subpersonality into ancient stuff, breaking you know, the powers of demonic presence so that we did get to that information and then given to us you know, orally, uh, given to us written, given to us by taking us place. We want to believe it or not, sophisticated uh, individuals and even sub-personalities that were extremely trained, because in every chosen one, there are German-speaking sub-personalities. They all believe mm. that there's a coming, a coming Führer, a coming new world leader. They all believe that uh, in globalism, they all believe in the need for the for the uh, cleansing of society, uh, the the raising of society in order to burst the new society uh, into um, into existence. They all do, no matter where I've come from with these folks. But it but it's also tracked into the cultic literature. Uh, Alistair Crawley believed in the moon child. You already mentioned Jack Parsons in this right. in this this feat of opening that that doorway. Uh, all of them will talk about when we get down to the what are called cult loyal personalities inside. Uh, when they finally come, and, and usually it's because of an empowered where demons were broken, power demons, and they, they're astounded at the power of God, and then they want that. Then they want to be free. And when we unravel programming and so forth, um, again, not on one, not on two, but we're talking now hundreds. And, again, you're talking then across the board hundreds of thousands that are sitting in psych wards right now, some in prisons like John Wayne Casey in the, in, in, in the background, many of the serial killers. Anybody does a study on them will find out that many of them were multiple. Uh, we're, we're still involved in crime cases right now. Mm -hmm unsolved crime cases where it was a sophisticated cult multiple, the sub-personality did a horrific ritual in order to obtain power for themselves, slaughtering a 14-year-old and a 70-year-old right on the field, you know, 30 minutes from where I live. And we haven't given up on, mm. on dealing with that, but we, we have seen some of the most horrific and ugly things, and this is my concern. In The Black Awakening, we talk, and we have a, ma a major, major section of the book deals with how they're creating the church, how they're able to masquerade, uh, coming into the church and doing, you know, powers and targeting them and bringing harm. And that's a whole other subject, but um, there's no question when I bring this out that pastors, leaders, churches, when I've gone to places and do seminars or sit down and begin to explain the activities and the results of infiltrators and chosen ones coming in to churches and counseling centers and the damage being done, um, it, it's incredible that they shake their head and they're saying, yes, every one of these things. And yes, we're hearing the same stories, whether it's in a secular conference in Richmond, Virginia, or in a uh, you know meeting at some lakeside area where they want to check you for having bugs on you if, if you're going to do any recording, to when they tell you these stories. 
so uh, now, misinformation. Now, am I understanding this correct, uh, Pastor Russ, that that these people who you're performing deliverance with and, and others that you've compared notes with, the, these people are saying they are being told in their covens or their groups or, or whatever comes out when you when you break into these other personalities and get access to this information, that they are being trained to be soldiers uh, for Satan's bidding, uh, soldiers of chaos, I guess you might say, uh, to bring about the ultimate rebellion. Is this correct? And if so, are they giving you any indications of how imminent that event could be? Sure. Yeah, that is definitely the case. That is the, definitely the, uh, you know, when we first began to hear it, you know, even 20 years ago and then more and more. And I think it's because we prayed and we sought and we wanted to dig into it hard. I mean, we wanted to, we wanted to then research it and, uh, and, uh, and we stayed quiet for 10 years in that development. But yes, they're, they're saying it across the board, even new individuals that I meet to this day uh, because of the stuff on the web and people, you know, even like, like a station like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming already, Dr. Future and Tom Bonick, I'm assuming already two things are going to occur. It's already occurred with ten other stations we've been on that they are doing reconnaissance. They want to see what we're going to put out, what we're going to say, and I'll end up getting calls um, from people that say they're victims or – uh, someone who wants to sow or in, you know disinformation or try to infiltrate to see what we really do know. Hmm. It's happened wow. almost every time. Okay, so some aspects of the uh, the early skirmishes are already occurring right now. Uh, sure. If anything, to keep their cover and what's going on. Now, um, do, do you also do a, a full blown exorcism events when it's needed, where you actually uh, go down and confront the demonic spirit itself? Sure. Yeah, that that normally has to happen first too before first. we even get okay. to the yeah. yeah. Okay. Because the powers are real. I mean, this again. Look at the biblical, you know, revelation of Mark five and other places. Even in the Book of Acts, where the demon said, you know, Jesus I know and Paul I know. Um, demons are entities that do that are superior to the human race in the sense of knowledge and, and abilities and of course, um, it's without question. The biblical revelation shows us their presence, their activities, and what they're doing, and the agenda, not just their nature. So when we deal with calling up or or sometimes where they just simply manifest, I mean, they just come right up looking through the eyes of the person, speaking with that total different – I mean, it's a – I know what it is to see in revivals and so with the power of God, but I also now have felt the manifestation of the powers of darkness and their opposites. And when these entities speak, here's what I know for sure in over, well, a total of 30 years, but 20 years directly with cult multiples like this, is um, the demons fear only Jesus. They don't care about Buddha, Muhammad, Quetzalcoatl, or anybody else. They only, all of them only fear Jesus, with a hatred too, though, but they fear him. And secondly, there's a constant acknowledgement um, in a sense, they know that the judgment ultimately is going to come, uh, and they got to. We've seen them throw people to the ground. We've seen them, you know, curse at us and speak in other languages and uh, talk. In the midst of the deliverance, there's been times we've commanded for them to confess how they got in, what this is or what that is. We've been careful of that because we never want to believe that side, but right. the um, the inside. Is uh, is over the years is the same. 
We're back at Future Quake here with Dr. Future. And Tom Bionic. And we've already have half the interview over. And wow. uh, well into our discussion of uh, some things that our, our Pastor Far- Russ is finding from his mm-hmm. involvement out on the on the edges of the battlefield in spiritual you know, warfare. As as far as this interview is, uh the thing that's most interesting is that he seems to be well versed in you know, both psychology and criminology, and, you know, he knows what DSM-4 is, and, mm-hmm. you know. But looks at everything within the context of a biblical worldview and yeah. the the inerrant Word of God. Yeah. It's a heavy, um, I don't quite know what to make all this stuff, to be honest. Well, uh, first of all, we're informed, and then we have to seek the Lord to uh, see what we can do to be of most effectiveness yeah. in the kingdom. Yeah. We're in an army. And the battle is reaching a critical stage here. This is the mm-hmm. last days. And he so, happens to be the intelligence officer that's, uh, that the Lord is using. Us, yeah, and, us reports. And uh, we're here intended to uh, spread the word out to the rest of the troops mm-hmm. uh, in the spiritual uh, war that we fight, not with flesh and blood, with, but with principalities and powers mm-hmm. and rulers in, in these places. You said it. Uh, this whole concept he's bringing up about what, for lack of a better term, sleeper cells, satanic sleeper cells yeah, that will be brought and unleashed in the last days that are going to be released is just a, a frightening thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think about it. I am. I, I'm still rolling around in my head. Uh, it yeah. doesn't surprise me that, to be honest, that something like this is going on. And, right. you know, I've talked to other people who've been in deliverance ministries and of uh, the bits and pieces they have related seem to kind of you know, collate with what he's saying. Well, let's talk some more about it tomorrow. But for right now, let's bring in Merv. Merv, tell our listeners how they can contact us here at Future Quake. Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, we got to go. Let's get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, we uh, want to hear, see you back here next week, or tomorrow, excuse me. But until then, we hope your future is very bright. Have a good day. Bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back at the Future Quake Show with Dr. Future and Tom Bionic. And uh, we are getting ready to start the second half, the third installment, of our interview with Pastor Russ Dizdar, the director mm-hmm. of the Shadow of the Darkness Ministry. And we're talking about the theme of exposing the menace of the impending black awakening. Mm-hmm. And this is a teaching he's been teaching about for some time and mm-hmm. developing materials. And he's got a book that's coming out here in a few weeks. It's called The Black Awakening. The Black Awakening that everybody's waiting for. In fact, if you type that into YouTube, you will see a uh, little video put in made by Chris White. Hmm. That's whew, it's pretty creepy. This whole thing is creepy. I don't know entirely what to make of it. Uh, let me pray about pray about the, all this real okay. quick. Heavenly Father, uh, we come before you today um, asking for both protection and discernment here as we, we learn and uh, discern from uh, Pastor Russ here, Russ Dizdar. Uh, Lord, be with us uh, and give us discernment as we... Uh, 
go forth. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And I'm thankful for Pastor Russ. He's just mm-hmm. the kind of guy who um, can handle this kind of thing mm-hmm. and serve the Lord and his his part in the army. He's like a special forces kind of guy. Green beret. He's and like 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 Rambo. The army of the Lord. Yeah. And uh, I also want to thank all of his supporters, people who've been supporting him through the years mm-hmm. and helping him. And uh, we hope those of you who hear his message, uh, something may speak to you yeah. uh, this week. So why don't we just go on to the interview, and we'll have some time to talk about it when we get back. Let's moto. So with no further ado, here's the third installment of our interview with Pastor Russ Dizdar talking about the Black Awakening. I, I know we're not supposed to, to really talk to these spirits and certainly not believe them, but have they given you any indication from their side that this rebellion and this awakening is imminent? Well, yeah, because well, I'll give you one simple story. The the, the person that we felt, felt richly killed those two girls, here's what occurred. We got called to a house. The law enforcement was there. They had already had the phone bugged. They told me this guy was abducted, that they only wanted me to talk on the phone. They're going to call back in. So... Here's law enforcement, eight guy, probably cops there. Um, I'm just a police chaplain from a different department brought in. And uh, the call comes in, German-accented speaking guy is yelling at me over the phone because this boy, we'll just call him Fred, that's not his real name, but Fred, we had tried to lead him to Christ and get him out of the coven stuff. And they were mad, and they said he needed a cleansing, that he needed all the stuff done. So we went back and forth on a... A law enforcement traced phone call until the guy hung up at me because he got angry when I said I hate you know I reject Satan and I rebel against Satan he's not my master and so he, I got hung up on uh, law enforcement didn't like that but within 25 30 minutes this individual Fred pulled up in the driveway he'd been missing for a day and a half they thought he was abducted kidnapped whatever everybody was at first kind of like oh he's back you know and he comes walking in the room but I looked at his face we already knew that he was a multiple too mm-hmm. and. All of a sudden, a switch occurred, and in, in a split second, he attacked me. It took me three blows to get his hands off my neck. The officers began to pull him back. He went to fight the officers. You have five officers fighting with this guy. Here's the end of the story. That He's on the floor by, by law enforcement. Pains. He's leg-chained. Uh, the detective is holding his legs down. He's got handcuffs, in his, you know, his arms are behind him. I have my hand on his chest to keep him because he keeps coming up and trying to bite my face when he switches to this personality. Then he goes back to his normal self and looks at me and says, Pastor Russ, what's going on? What's happening? Why are they doing this to me? Then I look up at the captain, this police captain, and he yells at me, look out, he's going to try to beat, you know, bite your face again. So I, out loud in front of all those officers, rebuked this in the name of the Lord Jesus, commanding, you know, I started commanding. Everything went silent. I step back a little bit, and then this this man is a chosen one, like the kind of people I'm telling you about. There's, and I'm saying right now, there's probably hundreds of thousands of intact ones. That means that they're they're going to be usable. Others are in psych wards and other places seeking help, trying to get away from it. But he raised up, and in this garbled had German accent to it, high German accent, but this demonic force came through. Here's what he screamed. We believe that shall rule the earth. Say that, say that again, principle. please. Say that again. Sure. We are the legions that shall rule the earth. And as soon as he said it in this intense, I mean, hatred, I again, rebu- I, just, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, stop. And he instantly hit the floor. They picked him up 
and they were so freaked out. All these officers, they just took them, carried them into the uh, the law enforcement car, took them to the psych ward where we ended up showing up there afterwards. And and I'm, the story goes on to this day. That that's ten years ago. This is that story is not stopped to this day. That's the principle that I'm seeing again and again. We are the legions. The the, the fierce demonic side. They're looking, you know, where they can inhabit. They can only they can only do things through humanity, just like God does through His people. But deeper powers are coming. More of them with intensity are coming. But there is kind of a, at this point, a they're trying to contain all of it because timing isn't. Even the Word of God teaches that there's a restraint. They can't even do it until the restraint's removed. There's a sovereign restraint, I believe. Uh, but they're but they're bursting. Here's how I look at it, Doctor Future. I, I, I see them as bursting at the streams, seems wanting to do it like now. But there is there is a holding back at this point. Hmm. So I, I just want to make sure they're clear. What, what reason why I ask that is that I'm 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 understanding here that when you have talked to people in in at least one of their human minds, uh, when they're talking to you about what they learned in these groups. They have confessed that what they've been taught from other masters or other people in these groups that this event's going on. And now you're saying also, when you're hearing directly from a spirit entity, they're saying the exact same thing as well, correct? Correct. From both directions. Correct. Here's, right. The streams from the, the demonic presence, the highly trained sub-cult personalities, and then go to literature like Alice Bailey's book, um, The Strange Hacky. The book really was popular in the 40s, by the way. Okay, and that book again is? Called The Externalization of the Hierarchy. Okay. Mm-hmm. To, me, to me, it's one of the most demonized books I've ever read. Uh, if you understand biblical scripture about how seducing spirits, Timothy 4.1, will come, and, and, and doctrines of demons, didache, literal writings, just like the Word of God is inspired by the infinite Holy Spirit. Well, they've got writings, and there's presence with those writings and that's one of the, that book of hers is a is really like reading the, well she believes this is in the ascended masters giving the plan the sequential plan which involves the the um, seduction of the Christian church in the sense of changing uh, changing the you know the goal there's the goal to change the Christian church and teachings and principles even the concept I mean even the concept of the second coming's changed but it's ascended masters guiding her writing. Now, this what she's talking about, Doctor Future, is if you watchers, these spiritual forces in the heavenly realms, Christians have to understand they are real. And not only is their nature e- evil, as we all know, but they have an active and and uh, and powerfully growing agenda uh, occurring in the world. Mm-hmm. They're active not only in the world but even in our churches, uh, families, other kind of groups that, that we need to be to be aware of. Um, sure. I, I assume from what you're saying then that they understand that they're being restrained. Therefore, the time of their release, they don't know when it will be. But they're giving you indication that they anticipate their release is going to be imminent. Is that right? They yeah. If I listen to them and listen again, I'm, I, I I'll listen to hear what they have to say. Right. But again, I want to come back to the you know scriptures to me. That that's where we have an infallible standard and in, in what sure. the Holy Spirit is saying. But we have other so, evidence of what's going on. Just this the, right. the uh, this the the sheer uh, proliferation of these events that you're finding. It's got to be exactly. evidence of its own that yeah. that something is building. 
if we're they're saying in less than five years. Okay. They're going to unleash what they call what they have termed the Black Awakening. Their mentality is it's the chaos before a new world. They they have to level society. They have to uh, they have to nix everything uh, that is in society in place right now and bring it to shambles so that, as the old Germans used to say, so that the phoenix can rise, mm-hmm. so now, that the new world order. Now, this chaos that you just described that involves spiritual forces and empowered human forces create, creating this chaos, breaking down structures, is basically sure. the theme of just about every video game that's out right now in a large portion of the movies that are targeted for young people, right? Do, do you think these are also venues that are also part of the programming process? I think that there are evidences of the underlying – it's like that mentality I say, it's in the air, uh, the prince of the power of the air. It's, it, there's a growing consensus. There is a fear that chaos is coming. Chaos, even when you go to the, the global conspiracy, there is an overwhelming fear by the millions that something horrific is coming. Even the 2012ers are admitting, well, it may be a, cha- a massive, massive chaos, but you know, you know, a new age world will come about and a new humanity. But they're admitting that something like Alice Bailey would talk about, a, 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 um, well, a cleansing. A cleansing. If if we don't, you know, yield and, and fall into the to the new to the new you know evolution of human consciousness, then then there has to be a cleansing. It yeah. only means one thing in their literature. It only means one thing. It means extermination. And Barbara Marks um, Hubbard made that very very clear. One of the the biggest speakers in the New Age movement, that her sure. ascended masters said that that was going to be their job was to do this exactly. cleansing, and they would be like the uh, Death and Hades riding on the, the pale horse. That's how explicit her message was, uh, was, was that they were telling that. Um, for the people who are listening to our audience who, who, who may be Christians, very actively practicing, but this is just too far-fetched for them to grasp. They, uh, this is just such an extreme. Your experience, what you've described, what the ramifications are, how pervasive it be, is just too much for them to swallow. What kind of evidence, smoking gun type evidence, can you give them to help them over that hurdle to be able to grasp and understand the reality of what you're talking about, whether historical data or other kind of events that have been verified by various means? What what would you do if someone said, look, put your best stuff in front of me because I'm having a hard time believing it? Sure. Well, I think the one thing would be going back to some of the literature, like I mentioned, G.H. Estabrook's, and looking what – Top psychiatrist, tra- you know, recruited by the CIA. What some of the CIA guys in, in those days were also, you know, teaching and saying. What they were able to do. When you look at that, and then again, you move forward with the MK MK Ultra is a fact. It, it, you know, it might only be that we have the tip of the iceberg of all of it, but that's horrific enough. They learned how because they were doing it. it was called Marinette programming over there. Um, they learned how to do this. They have done this. Tons of literature now. Now that we're into the 90s, you know, when the 90s came, more and more literature came. Everybody was scrambling. What do you do with four million or more diagnosed cases of people showing up saying, and 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 you know, saying they they have voices in their head, they got missing time, they don't know what's going on with life, they have blocks of time of their of their childhood and teenage years that are gone. And then they go through the diagnostic tests 
that, that, that secular psychology does, and it shows, oh, this person's a multiple. They have multiple, they have sub-separate personalities, and so the psychologist will seek to, in, what, depending on their model, to talk to these personalities. The goal is integration, um, but they're not able to do it all because there's demonization and simply sub-personalities that are, uh, again, we're talking by the thousands upon thousands. I with it. There are hundreds and thousands of counselors now. Pastors across have dealt with it. Uh, they don't want to specialize in it. In my own city here, here's what happens in my city. Um, when I was still pastoring a little church, <laughs> while we were still deciding what to do, how to you know go full time with this, but um, we had from 50 churches in the largest evangelical church in the city alone sent us over 100 demonized people to deal with, um, some of oh. which were multiples, some of which. They wouldn't do it. I met with their top leadership. They had 18 full-time pastors. Many churches, and I and I said, I'm a pastor. I love I'm part of a local church. I love the body of Christ. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I've been a pastor 30 years direct, four churches. And uh, I believe in the, the, the mission. I, I, everybody knows me as a conservative, Bible-believing you know, person, but, but also believes in the power and the hand of God. But because we've delved into this and unrooted some stuff, it's not going away. And so these people are sending instead of dealing with it. Um, so I think that in the Christian community, they're realizing – well, let me mention this. Since the 1980 on, this go from 1980, more books on spiritual warfare has been written than in the history of the church. More books on spiritual mm -hmm. warfare principles mm -hmm. than in the history of the church. But yeah. you, you can't get away – even if you say, how can we help these 4.5 million diagnosed cases of multiplicity? They're in churches all over the place. They're even in ministry. We've got one of the top – and I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> I just won't do it. Uh, one of the top Christian singers in the nation that is well-known with Grammy Awards, all kind, uh, Devil Awards, all kind of stuff, who is, who is a multiple. And have hmm. finally come out and said it. Hmm. Really? Wow. Absolutely. Now, was this in some kind of uh, published forum or public forum? Oh, definitely said? published forum. Definitely published forum. Hmm. And uh, I visited the Christian station, the Christian, the guy I want to go into, into mm -hmm. too detail with it because I would love to be able to help out there. Um, but the, the folks that uh, are, are you know, they, they, not only that, but it came out in, in a magazine, Christian magazine forum. And uh, the, there's been acknowledgement that, the, that, that she seeks help mm. and uh, healing concerning it. But here's the difficulty. If you go to a secular psychologist, they're going to, you know, listen, there's many, 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 many books. I've got, mm -hmm. I've got at least four or 500 books here. I've tried to get every single one on the market. Uh, you know, we've, we, we want to read the secular versions of it mm -hmm. and every, every version possible. Mm -hmm. But here, here, it's not a matter of, well, I don't believe this is true. The fact is we now have all these individuals, and again, they've shown up, and pastors aren't trained to deal with multiples. Mm -hmm. Counselors aren't deal, trained to. When you're sitting in front of a human being, and you're talking to Sally, and all of a sudden Sally says, um, Frederick, Frederick needs to tell you something. And she goes out of the way, and, and all of a sudden the eyes change, the color of the eyes change, even distortions in the face, and a male voice speaks. This is the body of the woman's 43, but Frederick's 22. Frederick mm -hmm. tells me that his, that his training in the coven was that he had to take care of the children and teach them 
all of the sexual, all the sexual stuff. And when they didn't do it right, he was uh, to use a, a cattle prod. This is one story of 200 or more that I can tell you. Hmm. Um, law enforcement took me to Meadville, Pennsylvania. Same thing. Uh, to North Carolina. To well, there's just case after case in the secular world. Hmm. It's undeniable. They're spending mm. thousands upon thousands, millions of insurance dollars to try to treat it. So so someone was a skeptic, and they contacted you. You could put them in touch with a number of other pastors who, who, who have dealt with the same thing. That would say the oh, same pa- story you are. Sure. Absolutely. Pastors, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, hospitals like Centennial, Centennial in Denver years ago created an entire ward of one of their staff for ritual abuse. Another one in Chicago did the same thing. Um, the DSM-4, which is the diagnostic Bible for mm-hmm. psychologists, they, psychologists all know it, and they're dealing with they, – they, they, they have – you know, even psychiatrists here and psychologists have brought to our offices – um, multiples so, because they, they can't do right. deliverance. They, 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 they acknowledge multiple. they acknowledge the the condition of multiple personality. They just don't grasp the spiritual element to it. Correct, the external well, spiritual well, influence. Yeah, yeah. Because at first you think, okay, here's a here's a person who has a little personality that says, you know, well, uh, you know, Sally was raped when she was three and four years old and five. But then more story comes out, and then the little personality named Judy says, well. I can't say much because the protector inside, if I say too much, they'll punish me. And so I finally learned, we've learned over the years, hey, we want to talk to the protector. We're here to help this person too. And the protector was mad and raging and, you know, what do you think you're doing? You're going to get us all in trouble. They're going to do this. And, and, uh, um, but then when we, then war demons come forward, then we deal with that. Then they're all blown away saying, wow, there's a power greater than what we've seen in all the secret meetings we've had all of our lives. There's a greater power. There's freedom. There's a light. Um, And so the inside wants to turn to Christ. And we've found that only Jesus can get rid of the demons. Only Jesus can bring healing on the inside um, and bring help to them. Mm. Uh, Well, let me just give a couple examples before we move on from – any who may be having a hard time with this. Uh, there are several military programs that have gone from just being the rumor mill of conspiracy theorists to pretty much being accepted as fact, you, things you'll see on the History Channel or, or other references or things, like the MK Ultra program, which was uh, part of the whole Cold War era of uh, being able to um, create these mind-controlled people to do things, and, and at least the story was to... to serve our interests in Cold War conditions where we could plant people and that we could turn on or turn off to do things at the time. And that data has come out in hearings in Congress and things like that. There, there's, there's also other things that were done uh, with other tools like, for example, if I remember right, LSD, I believe, was something that's confirmed to be developed in CIA labs. And all sorts of experimentation was done on people, sometimes without their knowledge, uh, sometimes caused uh, their, their own death or other uh, negative effects. Uh, using drugs to create similar kind of events with people as well. So if anybody thinks that that our own governments uh, would never stoop this low to anything like this, I just want to leave you a few few more ideas. Think about the acceptance of torture in our own military. And I'm not going to get into a debate about 
whether it's appropriate in saving lives or whatever like that. But when, when there's no bounds on torture and other things like this, this is really just a half a step way uh, from the, the ethics and morality of doing this. And then when you think about another event that's fantastic, who we have Apple uh, verification data about, and that is that our world leaders go to this place called Bohemian Grove. They go to a place that has already been verified. We have people that have taken footage, brought it out for all to see. Independent people who have been there that are high-level officials have vouched for it, including presidents. We have presidents and our top officials go in front of a big stone owl with some kind of uh, pagan sacrifice type event that, on, that goes on. Why should we be shocked by the things that you're telling us, uh, Pastor Russ? Agreed. Well, and uh, there again is, again, I think when we bring, here's what we do. When we do conferences, training, things like that, uh, or when people take courses or whatever, they, they begin to see. I think the good news is this. There are a lot of believers beginning to say, hey, there's a lot of weird and dark stuff going on. Once we start to get education and look at it, um, what do you, you know, then we have to deal with it. When, Like in our church, when we have a person walk in, Brought from another church because they wouldn't they wouldn't do anything. The lady man, standing in the middle of the aisle in a full blown worship service. Then all of a sudden, tells you can't have her. And then we go into a total deliverance, public exorcism. Every person saw it. Every person heard it. So those kind of things are going to happen more and more. I, I, I don't want to scare the body of Christ because, first of all, we need to repent of the fear issue. We need, need to understand that we have the power of God, the, the, the authority of the Lord, uh, and we just need to get out of this fear issue. Many people don't want to get it. I've had people tell me, pastors, Russ, I'm glad you're doing this because we don't want to touch it. And it's a shame. But the problem is more are going to come. We're back here at Future Quake with Dr. Future and Tom Bionic. We hadn't heard that in a while. I know. I feel a little better today. Well, good. Well, we've got some heavy-duty stuff here. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> if there's other three interviews or any, even the future quake standards, it's heavy-duty. Yeah, I know. I can't. As usual, I came in expecting like our normal kind of like intense kind of far-out stuff. Yeah. He he pushed. It, he raised the bar yeah, a little about bit. ten notches. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, it's interesting when we were talking about specifics, um, and I don't think he takes this as something hard and fast, but mm-hmm. he's getting indication that, what, about about five years or so? We yeah, they see a said. Lot of stuff they th- think. Of course, yeah. the, the restrainer is the one that's going to determine a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, So his, they don't control that. Yeah, his feeling is that there's some type of spiritual restraint. Well, that's what the Bible says. Yeah, and then eventually that's going to be let open, and then sometime within the next five years or so, that's, you know, everything's going to. Chaos will reign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it will only happen when the Lord says it can happen. Yes, true. And what we can do to respond is we can go under the shelter of Christ mm-hmm. and under his strength. And like he the said, blood. they cannot resist the name of Jesus. They don't care about all those other religious leaders, but the, the name of Jesus mm-hmm. will stop them in their tracks. So yeah. the, the, the calling is ours, whether we want to, to hide under his protection or not. Totally, totally. It's all about... It's all about Jesus. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're going to encounter people probably in your families, your churches, communities. Uh, if our pastor here is right, is going to it's going to contact you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So you better know. You better be prepared what better to look get, for. Get to it. Yeah. Um, if you have other clergymen or others who feel comfortable dealing with these kind of things, 
you better at least have it in your Rolodex. Mm-hmm. Have somebody access to this counters in your life that can work with you mm-hmm. and uh, is experienced in the prayer and what's required Yeah, for deliverance. Yes. Anything else you want to add to that? I think you laid it out there very nicely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I know it's sort of intense. You may think we're crazy out there, but we talked about uh, the stuff that we do know that's factual, that supports all this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anyway, you'll have the information. You'll be responsible for it. So more information you can give to us, and that's uh, when Merv tells you how you can contact us <laughs> here at FutureQuake. FutureQuake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or Internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Yeah. Okay, that's all she wrote. That's all, let's let's uh, split on out of here, I guess. Okay. Huh? Ladies and gentlemen, it's wonderful being with you. Come back for the last installment with uh, Pastor Russ tomorrow. Until then, we hope your future is very bright. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Tom Bionic. And this is our last installment of our interview with Pastor Russ Dizadar, who is the director of the Shatter the Darkness Ministry. Mm -hmm. And has just written a book that's getting ready to come out called uh, The Black Awakening. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about exposing the menace of the impending Black Awakening. Yeah. uh, Man, heavy topic, heavy, heavy guest and a heavy responsibility for yes. those who know about this. Yeah, let me let me pray before we get go any farther here. Okay, Heavenly Father, uh, you know, as usual, we come before you here just wanting to do uh, do your work. We ask that you uh, take control and take over, Father, um, and use this for your purposes and your ends. Uh, give us both guidance and protection here as we talk about some of this weird, dark stuff, Lord. Um, Give us guidance as we um, uh, learn and discern here from uh, uh, Pastor Dizdar. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Tom. I know everybody appreciates that out there. Yeah. Uh, everybody keep praying for Pastor Russ and his ministry mm-hmm. and uh, all of us for discernment. We're in yeah. days of confusion, requires discernment. Uh, the enemy is liable to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it will be confusing to us what's going on. But... Uh, we keep getting information out there from what our brothers and sisters are doing mm-hmm. out in the field, and uh, we'll learn together, and hopefully we'll be a service of the Lord meantime. So, there you have it. No further ado, uh, here's the last installment with Pastor Russ Dizdar uh, talking about the Black Awakening, and then we'll be back to wrap it up here on Future Quake. You mentioned Bohemian mm-hmm. Grove, 1992, and a couple of other individuals, but one specifically comes and begins to talk to me about a place called Bohemian Grove. and said, have you heard of us? No. They handed me a necklace with a little owl on it and said, here, I want you to have this. And then they sat down and took pages, 17 by you know, 11. I gave them these big pages, and they began to draw maps of these little, uh, um, oh, like little uh, cabins and underground places. And all. 
dollars and stuff. And then, and then I look through all these pictures and I'm asking, what's this? What's this? And I said, well, what's this? It's big. It looks like a gi- massive, gigantic owl. And I said, well, that's 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 where they do the sacrifice. And it shows in the in the drawings. I still have the drawings to this day. Uh, a human, uh, uh, well, a person they they claimed, and everyone that's been from there, every victim we've ever met, said that the human body is real, not an effigy. Well, then Alex Jones has this great, you know, ex, you know, exposure of getting film on it. Here's what Americans don't understand: the other side has an agenda that's still secret, hidden, mm-hmm. until it comes to the surface. What are they doing out there when they when they when they offer if, even if it was a fake mock human sacrifice? Why would congressmen, senators, presidents of the United States, media moguls, billionaires, uh, military men be gathered there to watch it? Who invited them? Who are there? That a mock. Moloch-type human sacrifice of a of a human being thrown into the flames to burn, with the sound effects of a scream, which the victims say there's it's no way, Russ, it's real. There's and here's what they say: the reason that it's done is on the what they call the unwitting political, military, and and, and financial people that are there. Notice the pick: military, political, and and financial people, and media people like moguls mm-hmm. too. The goal is the whole thing they're they're told that it's a play that it's a drama in the woods no it's not dr dr future and tom this is what it is it is similar to revelation 16 mm. the conjuring of powers wow. and targeting the sp- the powers to be sent on those present in those meetings to be in fl- no different Biblical is it biblical that that demons can go and, and target the kings of the earth, political military leaders? Look at Revelation sixteen. Sure, that's what they're doing at Bohemian Grove in that particular ritual. That's what's being done. They are, you know, we've learned their concepts of spiritual warfare. They call it spiritual warfare. Mm. Uh, they conjure spirits with targets and send them. With a purpose, with a like, like if you commanded a dog to go get the duck in the water and bring it back, it's the same concept. They're targeting, and, and they're 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 more sophisticated than ever in the kinds of chaos magic and ritual powers. Uh, the church again has no idea. In the 1990s, Father Shefton wrote a book called "Is Satanism Real?" In his book, he estimated in the United States 100,000 covens. Not wow. me. You can read. You can read the book. You can check them out. That's what he estimated. Wow. Well, um, we, we, we've ra- we've rounded third base here in our in our time today in this interview. But but I've got to ask you since we brought up Bohemian Grove and the kind of characters are there. Can you give our listeners any indication of the of the high level people who are involved in this that you've gathered information on how high this goes amongst people that we know and positions of authority. Well, as far as the invitees, the ones that are invited, I mean, there's lists that are out on the web now. Anybody, I mean, we even on our site, ShatterTheDarkness.net, we have a little thing on the side where it says Assault Against Bohemian Grove. we got four or five mm-hmm. pages. We have a prayer agenda, everything else, because the only way to crack it, the only way to break in is, is going to be a counter, 
you know, spiritual warfare right. issue. But well, yeah, I, the, I mean, the, the intelligence data you've collected from people that sure. you've ministered to that have sort of opened yeah. the door a little bit. You've uncovered a network that are purposely sure. doing these kind of multiple personality settings. Have they given you any indication in that and other intelligence data you have? How high up are, are people that are actually uh, behind this uh, development of these uh, spiritual soldiers? Sure. The, they're in government. They're in military, without question, the two main places, government and military. Third place would be in the area of wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone that I have dealt with that claims to have been at Bohemian Grove uh, will also tell you that it's, that it's got its basis, that it's networked into Europe, uh, that it's a base, literally a spiritual base here to influence, um, but again, world leaders brought in, not just ours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, there's no question. Right. They claim military, political, uh, economic. Uh, you know, uh, as far as the elitists that are behind uh-huh. it, that actually run it and uh, and oversee it. Have they given you any names though of people who've connected directly to developing of these multiple personality disorders? Oh sure. I mean, you think you sure. can share share with us? Well, in the past, uh, there's no question that Cindy Gottlieb was the father of mind control. Uh, he's passed away, I think, in the 90s now. But he was uh, uh, he and and later on, Jolly West, uh, Dr. Jolly West, uh, Dr. Orn, um, and just for again the listeners, the interesting thing is this: of of all the cult multiples or the chosen ones that we've dealt with, at least we've been in Pennsylvania about 40 times, and again the Nazi roots and everything else. So those names you can take a look at. Um, you have some of the older ones that that begun the agenda that are gone now. Uh, people say that Dr. Cameron out of Canada is dead, uh, though the claim of a monarch from Fort Bragg, highly trained, is that he's not. That it was all. Okay. I mean, do, do you hear way. names like Rockefellers or? Oh other sure, yeah, yeah, right, like exactly. This? Now we we hear that in the constantly. We will hear those kind of names. Uh. Um, but we'll also gonna, we also hear German names that we don't know or European people huh. that we have no idea, you know, the names of some of these individuals at this point. Okay. Well, I'd, uh, I'd, like, I'd like to just mention, too, to our listeners to put in perspective, uh, when I reported on uh, my talk in Montreal last summer where we had um, the United Nations and World Council of Churches funding a group, and we had UN representatives saying there they were calling on spirits from the other side to guide them funded by the United Nations, guide them to bring in a new world order. In fact, right there on the front of their website, it says their new religion is to create a new humanity for a new world order uh, and, and actually have religious orders to do that. This sounds very, very akin because although it has a smiley face on it, what they're doing is, is they're calling up spirits from beyond. They're very open about that, conjuring the dead and other spirits uh, providing guidance to them on what they're actually doing. And, in fact, they reported at this meeting that uh, people in Washington, uh, former CIA directors, they mentioned names of these folks, uh, people, Republicans and Democrats, uh, the Clintons, for example, are very close to Lawrence Rockefeller, uh, very interested in the UFO phenomenon and who these spirits are who are, who are guiding them, these avatars. Uh, we have presidents who've uh, – you had the Reagans who actually had a, uh, a spirit guide uh, that did astrology for them. You have another spirit guide for Hillary Clinton who was conjuring up the spirit of Eleanor Roosevelt. So none of that – none of what you told us tonight is really that much more uh, 
uh, hard to believe than the things that I just said right now that can be mm-hmm. verified externally, correct? Correct. And, and again, more and more will continue to come out. And, and, and most Christians haven't studied the, you know, because, you know, we're not really not supposed to be involved with the dark side of stuff. But as far as externally studying it uh, to see, you can't expose what you don't know. And uh, we, we are called to expose. So, yeah, the, the streams, whether from dark left-hand path, Alistair Crowley, whether from Alice Bailey, Barbara Marx, as you mentioned earlier, David Spangler, uh, uh, Robert Mueller, you know, all these names, uh, Paul Von Ward, and, and the 2012ers, the new guys that are your new, new books are coming out. Mm-hmm. Here's what they're all saying that the spirits are telling them. The spirits, the masters, the guides, um, even Greg Hines that wrote, uh, I think it's called Gateway of the Gods just lately, uh, all of them are telling them that uh, we're approaching this evolution of humanity, uh, a terrible thing can occur. It'll, there'll probably be some devastating, catastrophic stuff that will happen first, but out of the, don't worry about that, because out of the emergence of that devastating stuff is a whole new breed, a whole new humanity, new foundations will come, and uh, and uh, a new uh, a new man for the globe. And the and the economic part of that component may be already started already. I believe that there's going to be cl- yeah clearly a lot of shaking, and uh, and causing a fear and tremble. And if you think in terms of this, this is real quick. Rituals are done on people purposely creating as as much fear and terror and prolonging it because the demonic presence, whether we you know experience it or not, the demonic presence uh, comes through, attaches to, grabs that energy. Comes, it's kind of like creating doorways. So think of it culture-wide. When there's fear in the air, and eventually when this thing called the, the Black Awakening or the Great Revolt or whatever, whatever everybody wants to call it, uh, when this massive chaos and anarchy, when from VTEC and, and, and 9-11 and all these things occur in 10,000 cities all at once, it'll be unmistakable. And th- there'll be a lot of things that will bring um, a shaking uh, even before that occurs. What What do you want to accomplish with your new book that you're having come out now called The Black Awakening and, and the associated teaching you have that goes with it? What is it that you hope to do? Well, the, there'll be a message. Uh, there's a, it's a, overall, it's a message, but it is going to be aimed you know, at the church at large. But it has a message within it that I want political leaders to hear, that I want military people to hear, and that there's even direct, you know, talk to Luciferians and those behind the scenes. Um, at the end of the book, there is incredible, the incredible hope of the ages is unveiled, Christ. But it, it's in a book of exposure, and it ties a lot of the dots together in the context of um, what belonging. Say, say that. Say that again. It ties the dots together. It, it'll tie together. For example, the streams of 2012ers, the left-hand path stuff, the information that comes from mm-hmm. a number of sources that will also be laid out, saying, "Hey, all this tells us we're heading the same direction." Mm-hmm. Then part two deals with the chosen ones, the covens, their literature, their statements, their belief, and then breaks down that when the black awakening occurs, they have a sequence. Uh, of in the process of the dust, they also have a commitment to elimination. Mm-hmm. They, just like a coup, just like a, a military coup, they want to get 
rid of those who are potential resistors. So, so what can people do with this information after they received it? What what do they need to do or accomplish based upon knowledge? Well, I, I think on the one hand, again, the goal would anybody lost to find Christ, but those who you know probably the primary people are going to read it are believers. I, I think it's it's going to increase and this piece of conspiracy literature. Look at the biblical facts behind what, what's being said, and if these are the things that are biblically true, and if God gave us prophetic you know, revelation to prepare us and give us a heads up before things occurred, then we must be prepared. We must be committed to massive, massive prayer, massive, massive evangelism, but also um, you know, preparing. Uh, when, when this event occurs, I, I, I just... It's like in Germany when the when the Christians weren't prepared. Uh, they say among the, the German pastors there may have been up to eight thousand at the time, and Bob Rosie in his book called Hitler in the New Age says that that only that only eight hundred maybe um, resisted. So um, America, um, biblically, I believe, and from what they're saying, uh, there's going to be a, a great fall. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I want to make sure people understand what they need to prepare to do. I assume there's going to be great deception, so we should expect to see deceivers in our sure. church, deceiving teachers. So it's going to be a call to holding fast to Scripture and, and apologetics, testing spirits. Uh, it's going to re- require a prayer over our families, over our children, uh, prayers of protection, prayer over our church body, uh, prayer over our communities. Anything else that people need to do and take from this knowledge themselves that they need to get on with doing? Um, I think that um, I think yeah I think what all you said is is, is vital and um, and the prayer aspect is massively vital and we're we're going to be pushed into um, you know decisions too on what if what if they come to our church and start shooting people what if they you know what if you know and you know we're all of a sudden anarchy like in los angeles broke out years ago um and they start smashing windows and pulling people out of cars and things like that um it's not about you know again fear and living in fear or, or locking everything up i would say the safest place in the world is where david was before goliath that's where god demonstrated power and might he didn't hmm. demonstrate up in the rocks. Right. Up in the rocks, nothing occurred. Where all the soldiers were, nothing happened up there. But on the field in front of this massive demonic uh, front of Goliath, uh, not a Bible story, not just a Sunday school mm-hmm. story, but a real occurrence where mm-hmm. God's power was uh, supernaturally demonstrated. And we can count on God to supernaturally uh, bring a response. And, and uh, he could be confident then because it was the same God that protected him from the paw of the lion and the bear. Absolutely. And he acknowledged it as such. Uh, before we have a have a prayer for those who uh, may need uh, this type of deliverance or uh, need to be brought directly to a saving faith of Jesus Christ, um, could you give us a, a quick piece of advice for those who uh, want to be on the lookout for people who are suffering uh, from this multiple personality disorder that may very well have a spiritual connection to it. What are signs they need to look for in people around them, in their church body or even in their family? 
Sure. If they, if a pastor or counselor or other Christians are engaging somebody that's saying, you know what, I don't remember part of my my childhood. I I, I have big missing blocks of time. That's one indicator. Um, second indicator is they say, I, sometimes you know I don't know where I'm at. I miss time. I'm over here at four o'clock, and and next thing I know it's six thirty in the evening, and I'm clear across town, and I don't know how I got there. They're missing time, and something's happening. Uh, they may say, you know what. I have some kind of weird conversations that go on in my head. I, I've always had it, but I, I thought everybody else did, but I realize I'm having more and more of it, and I don't know why or where these voices are coming from. Um, those are three three major indicators. Uh, when you get used to working with multiples, I always tell people, look at their eyes deeply. Look into their eyes because you're going to find out that it seems like, we we call it here locally, multiple eyes. It looks like Two or three people are looking out at you at the same time, okay. and they have that, and they can do that. So uh, you're going to find some of those being the factors, and they're going, you know, and at first, you know, if, if a, like another personality comes up again, maybe it's a male personality comes up, and the woman Sally and says, "Hi, my name's Frederick, and uh, you know, you seem like a safe person. I want to tell you something. Um, you know, whatever's demonic can be handled with the authority of Jesus." But the authority of Jesus cannot be applied to actual human personality. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. just yelling, yeah, yelling at personalities in the name of Jesus only gets, will only make them you know, go down inside and wait till they find somebody that they can talk to mm-hmm. and, and begin to tell the stories of abuse and what occurred. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we're, we're getting out of the end, and I, w- I want to conclude with uh, finding out how people can uh, get your book and uh, stay in touch with your ministry. But uh, for those in our audience who have heard this and either suspect that they may have been a victim of this or know a loved one who has uh, or who has merely just been uh, spooked by what they've heard here and are uncertain about their own spiritual condition, would you lead us in a, in a brief prayer? Uh, that would uh, be able to open a path of uh, spiritual uh, deliverance for them and begin that process for them, please. Sure. Father, we just pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, just stretch out your hands. Again, because of the providential nature of your grace, you're seeking to save, to heal, and to uh, bring your um, blessing to lives. And so we pray for that, Lord, where individuals might begin to say, hey, that's what it sounds like I have a problem, Father. Um, help them, uh, send your grace to them. Uh, we're asking you to um, just minister to them and, and, and set them free. Crush the demonic, help them come out of things to turn to Jesus completely and find the answer in him. And we just pray that, uh, again, divine appointments and arrangements we made as individuals listen. God, speak to even some perpetrators out there that need to come to find grace from Christ. And, and need to get out of that system. Bless name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, brother. And I know the people out there uh, uh, certainly have found some comfort in what you've, what you've said if they follow through with that. And if you have, uh, if this is something that's touched you, please email us at futurequake.com. Uh, or uh, we can pass on the emails directly to, to Pastor Russ or go directly to his website. And I, I'd just like to close to, uh, and see if you could tell us how and when people can get hold of your book and also how they can keep up with the other activities of your ministry. Sure. Um, the main site is called shatterthedarkness.net, 
this www.shatterthedarkness.net. On that front site, you'll see the left-hand side. It'll say about the Black Awakening, about the book. There's even a video promo that a friend has done for us on it, a lot of information about it. There's also a course that we used to teach that the book is based on. It's a little bit older, a few years older. That's still available right now. It's got like 21 hours. But anyway, the book will be up on Amazon.com shortly, and uh, it'll be up as pre-order. And it'll probably be another 30 days after that that the uh, printed book will be out. That's where they can find the contacts and any, anything else that we have going on. And uh, we'll also have your link at futurequake.com with the show if that's all right with you, uh, Pastor oh, Russ. Great. And um, and also you have a uh, podcast that you do as well, correct? Yeah, we do a weekly thing on Premium Broadcast. Uh, that's on the main page too. Okay. And we just constantly putting up stuff there. All right. Uh, Pastor Russ, thank you so much for coming uh, with us. Yeah. We uh, There was so much I wanted to ask, so many asides about what you're doing, and, and this time it's just not enough time to cover all those. This is basically an introduction for people to understand what you're doing. It is consistent with the theme of other guests we've had on, people like Pastor Joe Jordan, mm-hmm. who has dealt with people in similar circumstances that uh, feel they've had abduction events that occurred, and it echoes a lot uh, what you've talked about here. He is also someone who, who struggled with a lot of misunderstanding with other people in the church. Uh, but a great work is being done through him and many other people we've had on our show, uh, many pastors who uh, have been called to a road less traveled, but nevertheless has people that need deliverance. And I just want to thank you personally for uh, your commitment to the, to the Lord and in following Christ to uh, deliver these people who would be in terrible shape if it wasn't for the love of Christ and your love for them uh, that would lead for, to their deliverance. We appreciate being here, Dr. Future and Tom Bionic. It was a great time, and I'm sure someday in the future we can have some fun talk, too. <laughs> blessings yeah. and blessings to you, too. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for your, yeah, for your wonderful ministry. Right. Yeah, that was great. Would you come back and keep us updated on what's going on, what you're seeing out in the field? Uh, Absolutely. I'm a, you're you're out on the cutting edge. You're out on the on the frontier edge of the battlefield and what's going on, and uh, we will try to pass on the word to the rest of the troops. Uh, so we can have proper intelligence data and be prepared for what the Lord's called us to do in our army as we face the uh, armies of darkness. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Well, God bless you, and thank you so much for joining us, Pastor Russ. Okay. Good night now. We're back here at the Future Quake Central with Dr. Future. And over here in Rotund C is uh, Tom Bionic. Rotunda? Rotunda C. Rotunda. You, you looked at me <laughs> and said Rotunda. No. Uh, looking, through the, looking through the glass... Uh, down the staircase there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, to the atrium of yeah. Future Quake. Well, that was another breezy interview. Uh, there was yeah, some uh, light topics. And, pa- uh, Pastor Russ. Very relaxed. So appreciate him making time for us. He yeah. is extremely busy. Has a great show. I suggest everybody check out the preemption broadcast. You can go to his website uh, at Shadow of the Darkness and get it. And we'll have the, the link at Future Quake. Or you can go listen to it on iTunes. Mm. It's also on iTunes as well. Cool. Uh, but be sure and get his book. Get his book, The Black Awakening, support his work, mm-hmm. uh, and we would sure appreciate it. And we'll try to have him back. And what, I want to thank our listeners for recommending him. Uh, it was because yeah. of you all, listeners, is why we had him on the show. Yeah. So we, You can't say that we don't listen to you all. Well, introduce us to some other great people like that. We would sure appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Any comments you have in conclusion? Um, MK Ultra and uh, Monarch Project. Haven't heard of the Monarch Project. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that's all about. Don't, yeah. Do a Wikipedia. You'll find yeah. it. See what's going down. Yeah. Don't get involved in them. That's my suggestion. I'm going to pass. Don't participate. Pass. Um, someone who uh, we do want you to get involved with is our friend Merv, and he can tell you how to contact us at Future Quake. 
Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the shows, topics, or guests, or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, we must say goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Come back tomorrow for tomorrow's Tremors, our review of the news. Until then, we hope your future is very bright. Have a good day. Sayonara. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And over here in uh, across the rotunda B is uh, Tom Bionic. In the other one of our studios in yeah. the Future Quake Complex. Yep. Welcome, everybody. Uh, and today's Friday to F- Future Quake, which means it is... Tomorrow's Tremors, or today's Future Review of News. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> 85%. Okay. Today's Review of the Future's News. But it is tomorrow's Tremors, and we're glad to have everybody with us. We hope everybody enjoyed the interview this week with Pastor Russ Dizdar. Mm -hmm. Just another run-of-the-mill interview like you hear on any other radio. Very light, very airy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Unless you're one of those uh, satanic mind-control sleeper cells. Yeah. Probably didn't enjoy the show. Well, you know, the weird thing is, is, you know, as far out as all that stuff, and maybe this is just, maybe this is just a reflection on, like, how, how off the handle I've become, um... You know, as far out as a lot of the stuff he was saying was, yeah. Uh, I, you know, you know, we know about the Monarch Project and MK Ultra, uh, as well as uh, of course everyone does. Well, if you don't check out, <laughs> right? You know, MK Ultra and the Monarch Project, uh, as well as all of these other things. Those are established facts. There's congressional testimony yeah, about that. Yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, and there's all these other things going on, you know, um, that seems to show that the government is pretty well. In, or the individuals within the government are pretty intense about uh, doing some very weird things. Yes, and I'm afraid that we have only scratched the surface. I know conspiracy theorists always sort of suggest that, like there's even worse and things like that. Yeah. But every time we unveil this data, it's always worse than what we saw before. Mm-hmm. You know, when you watch somebody like Chris Pinto's documentary on Kinsey and see how the government colluded oh, basically yeah. child molestation yeah. involving uh, <laughs> Nazi generals and... People like Aleister Crowley and others. Yeah. And that it's, we still have universities defending it out of Indiana University. Sure. Well, and, I, and just from my own perspective with a background in economics, Keynes, John Maynard Keynes, mm-hmm. we studied him. He was like it. You know, yeah, it was like right. everything he said was the truth and established fact. Uh, and I remember, I remember sitting in a classroom in a, uh, uh, what are the seminar class where mm-hmm. they would break down into smaller groups and discuss the stuff. And I remember looking at this equation on the board and, Everybody's writing it down, and I go, uh, the equation up there at the top of the board? He goes, yes, sir. And I said, um, A, there, the variable A, what does that represent? And he said, well, that's a, that's a, that's a variable that we, don't, we can't quantify. And I said, well, precisely how big of a variable is it? And he said, well, to be honest, it's over 50% of the equation. 
Fifty <laughs> percent of the equation. So the equation is, is un- useless. Essentially, unless you don't know what to estimate in there for future, it's useless. Mm-hmm. Well, we have him to thank a lot, along with the greed of individuals. Thank for the, the economic malaise around. I think. Sure. You know, I told someone the other day, I'm not an economic expert, but people say that Keynesian was a was a big success for all these years when they had these in, artificial bubbles that in burnt what through. Sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they think, oh, look at the '90s and the dot com boom. All that stuff was artificial money, where you were spending money. That wasn't yours. That would be mm-hmm. saying like the um, prodigal son had a real successful years when he left while he was burning through the inheritance of his father. That's a good analogy. You know, it looked real like he was really booming that time. But but what I think is that Keynesian economics worldwide blew through the cumulative net worth of all of civilization over thousands of years mm. in a matter of decades. Wow. Ran it all into the ground. It's a very interesting way to look at it. So, I don't know. I'm not an economist, but that seems like the way it looks like to me. Yeah. Hey, I want to thank all our listeners, too, for uh, sending us emails. And yeah. uh, Merv will tell you at the end of the show about how to contact us. Yeah. But um, I mentioned before, if there's a few of them that I'm not able to get through due to various reasons or whatever, yeah. it takes me a while to get back or whatever, please keep emailing. I apologize if things get a little hectic yeah. here sometimes. Let me, because let, we really evaluate, we really appreciate everybody's it, tips, suggestions, feedback. And we use those, we use those to evaluate... Other things. I know that uh, I've actually been uh, remiss in uh, uh, printing a retraction or two on a couple of the stories that I've said and that somebody sent me back. Uh, I think it was about the James Ossuary. Uh-huh. You remember that? Yeah. I can't remember. Wow, I, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I can't remember if I printed the retraction or mentioned the retraction on that. I got the Jameses wrong. Oh, And they, okay. uh, uh, one of our faithful listeners called me on that. I'd have like ten retractions a show, <laughs> getting people's names wrong. And Friday, Friday would be retraction day Remember for the both of us. How I got Francis Bacon and Roger Bacon wrong when we had, mm. yeah, when we had, uh, yeah, Bacon. But anyway, I just want to thank everybody for your yeah. feedback. Our show continues to grow. Our listenership is increasing dramatically. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have really liked our guests for the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, uh, Charles Cooper's big hit, and uh, hopefully you all are taking advantage of his book. Uh, if you mention Dr. Future or Future Quake on uh, his website at prewrathrapture.com, when you buy his new book, uh, Fight, Flight, or Faith, he'll give you a two-for-one offer yeah. on that, which oh. I thought was really swell of him. And he's a great guy. Yeah, traditional Philly, he's giving you a twofer. That's, That's right. awesome. And Pastor Russ, uh, it was great having him. Yeah. We know we may have a whole lot of new listeners that are now aware of us because of him being on the air. Wow. And uh, cool. a host of other people we've had on the last few weeks, even people are really getting into Lynn Marzulli. Mm-hmm. I, I've noticed a lot of message boards are talking about our show now Ooh. and debating it. You know, Chris, you know, we push an envelope a lot of times. A lot of, it's one controversy after another in our show. So yeah. as we tell everyone, there there is an opportunity here to offend everyone <laughs> over the course call, of time. We should start calling it controversy quake. <laughs> so if, it's, if you're the kind of person... Yeah. Who, if you see one thing you disagree with, you just throw the baby out with the bathwater and you immediately distrust people, you might as well turn the dial over right now because one of the purposes of our show is to tackle things that are challenging, difficult, even for Christians. Mm-hmm. Even good Bible-believing Christians differ on. And uh, you are going to be on the opposite side of either Tom or I. A lot, a lot of times you and I are on the opposite sides. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so i just like to encourage people that if, if you'd like to gain something from the information here, then um, you know, compare it to the Word of God. Uh, Try to be as open-minded as you can within the Word of God, not just within the way that you put the verses in order, mm-hmm. but some other people look at some different ways of trying to uh, mm-hmm. look at the whole counsel of God. Give, them, I a, think, give them a listen if they're using the Bible as their compass. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that uh, uh, Brother Tom from Parent Hope has mentioned to me. Uh, uh, you know, we're all sort of looking for truth. We see through a mirror darkly. And sometimes just our interpretations are going to be different. And as long as, you know, most of the time there's nothing there worth fighting over. 
You know, it's not like, what do they call it? The well, uh, We will find out. Yeah. What are they The Hashemayim. Uh, yeah, that's what I was over the, a, de- a debate for the sake of heaven. Huh. Uh, okay. I, I read that in a in a in a Jewish hymn book somewhere. Well, and you've been studying Hebrew lately, haven't you? A little bit, a little yeah. bit. Trying to, yeah. So, guests out there, don't you try to fool Tom Bionic. Yeah. We have a ringer with us right now. Ixne uye uye. Is that Pig Latin Hebrew? <laughs> Big Hebrew. Big Hebrew. <laughs> Ooh, it's, it's not a good slogan. Pretty simple. Yeah, that's it's not pretty a, simple. oxymoron. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I guess we need to get on to some stories. Yeah, man. Do you want to lay something on us here? Boy, the I can one tell you, you see, It's like if, if we haven't exposed the world is crooked enough, and we know who's the king of this world and who's running it. And if you yeah. have any kind of uh, mistaken thoughts about who's running it... Um, you should you have went with my three-day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you had a very fun weekend. I Boy, I tell you, I had to... Uh, Musically. I had, yeah, I kind of had to uh, basically get in the face, face of a uh, prominent architect of country music. To get yes. paid. A household name. Yes. Who uh, is revered, but you saw the other side of things. Yeah. He would have he would have uh, went down hard uh, had he not had he not decided against his initial mm-hmm. course of action to try and chisel me out of money. And your and your other bandmates. Yes. Yeah. So in other words, we would have seen Tom Bionic's face on the front of the Tennessean yeah. had that happened. Yeah. That I'm not I'm not gonna tell you who his name is, but uh, it sounds uh, like Alf Ranley. <laughs> Yeah, no one will be able to penetrate that enigma code. <laughs> only, only people who, uh, only people who listen to him. Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, now their lawyers are calling yeah, us right now. Yeah, Alf, Alf's lawyers. I can hear the phones ringing. <laughs> okay, before we get in more trouble, would you read that story? This nice cheery story. All right, man. Here's a, here's an. Uh, do we want to hear about uh, drug money flowing into banks? Or do we want sort of an update on uh, states reasserting their sovereignty? Those are both good. Let's do okay. the one in your hand. Okay, good. The bird in the hand. Yep, it's worth two in the uh, frying pan. Mm-hmm. The U.N. crime chief says drug money flows into banks. The United Nations Crime and Drug Watch- Watchdog has indications that money made in illicit drug trade has been used to keep banks afloat in the global financial crisis, its head was quoted as saying on Sunday. Uh, that would be Sunday of last week, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vienna-based... UNODC Executive Director Antonia Maria Costa said in an interview released by Austrian Weekly Profile that drug money often became the only available capital when the crisis spiraled out of control last year. In many instances, drug money is currently the only liquid investment capital. Currently. Costa was quoted as saying, Costa was saying as quoted by Profile, in the second half of 2008, liquidity was the banking system's main problem, and hence liquid capital became an important factor. The United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime had found evidence that interbank loans were funded by money that originated from drug trade and other illegal activities, Costa was quoted as saying. There were signs that some banks were rescued in that way. Okay. Wow. Wow. Profil said, Costa declined to identify countries or banks which may have received drug money and gave no indication how much cash might be involved. He only said Austria was not on the top of his list. Good for Austria. Yeah. So all that, the only significance of that is, is that uh, the companies who are making it and the only thing that's really doing business is drug money. Mm-hmm. Then we can see when we look at the economy and figuring out the stock market and what's really going on in the economy, it is being tainted by the excessive influence of drug money with our banks. Yeah, well, if... If anybody cares to to do a little Google search, type in uh, what is it, Richard Grasso uh, dash 
F-A-R-C in capital letters. And up will come, in the images section, up will come a big picture of Richard Grasso in a warm embrace with the uh, uh, one of the head commanders of FARC. Uh, asking them, basically petitioning them to put uh, hundreds of millions of dollars into the United uh, the United Nations, the New York Stock Exchange, mm-hmm. which they subsequ- subsequently did. Interestingly enough, you know, I have two comments on that. One is I want to warn those the drug industry, drug cartels out there, yeah. that if they keep affiliating with banks, they are going to hurt their image yeah. drastically. You don't know. You don't know who you're dealing with. I mean, what you're dealing if, with some bad dudes there, what, drug dealers. What, whatever the drug people think, you know, we think of them. What little respect we have for them will be gone if they associate with bad players like banks. You know. And and secondly, what's really sad is that the people reporting on this are people who are equally corrupt, and that is the United Nations. Mm-hmm. So we have we're surrounded by corrupt institutions, including the watchkeepers. Mm-hmm. The enemies, not just at the gate. He's taking over mm-hmm. the watchtower position and slowly, usually kind of opening up the draw or letting mm-hmm. down the drawbridge. Well, I, I feel like waving the, at him. Come the, on, guys, come on over. I feel like the uh, comment from from former Congressman James Traffigant, who was hated by on Congress, when he said, uh, "Scotty, beam me up." There's no intelligent life here. That's what he would say from the yeah. floor of Congress because he recognized they were absolutely insane. And so what do they do? They send him away for something like 60 years because a guy in his office helped him paint his house. Wow. Well, I like um, uh, what is that older gentleman from West Virginia? Uh, he's Bird, Robert Bird. Bird. I like his commentary a couple of months ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> things. <laughs> we only have a half hour here. <laughs> appear. Those are called dramatic pauses. Probably something we need to do sometime. To be. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Enough. All right, uh, hit, 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 hit me with the story, brother. Fire away. Uh, this is a um, a little foretaste of a sh- uh, show we're going to do in a couple of weeks. We're going to have uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi back on, mm-hmm. who was just um, back from you know Dr. Lango from Kenya, where they mm. they basically kidnapped him. He was going on the stage mm, showing Kenya. about data associating him with a a major thug in Kenya that was trying to overthrow the government. Wow. And they were connected, and they, they kidnapped him right when he was going on stage, and he's been on Handy Combs and stuff since then. We're really lucky to have him on our show. This is a, a new uh, line or new new storyline he's just bursting open with, and we're going to have him on in a couple of weeks. So uh, this uh, title of this is Bill Creates Detention Camps in U.S. for, quote, Emergencies. Sweeping, undefined purpose raises worries about military police state. Uh, from uh, World Net Daily, Jerome Corsi. Uh, Representative Alcee Hastings, a Democrat from Florida, has introduced to the House of Representatives a new bill, H.R. 645, calling for the Secretary of Homeland Security to establish no fewer than six national emergency centers for corralling civilians on military installations. Oh, great. Awesome. So, this is to put civilians on military places. The proposed bill, which has received little mainstream media attention, surprise, uh, appears designed to create the type of detention center that those concerned about the use of military and domestic fair, affairs fear could be used as concentration camps for political dissidents, such as occurred in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. The bill also appears to expand the president's emergency power, much as the executive order signed by President Bush on May 9, 2007, that, as World Net Daily reported, gave the president the authority to declare an emergency and take over the direction of all federal, state, local, territorial, and tribal governments without even consulting Congress. As World Net Daily also reported, 
Department of Homeland Security has awarded a $385 million contract to Houston-based KBR, Halliburton's former engineering and construction subsidiary, to build temporary detention centers on a, quote, as-needed basis in national emergency situations. Great. Okay. Well, now let's let's pause here for a second and let me th- interject a, a piece of history here. With this whole, uh, as we may recall, we reported on the uh, government uh, authorizing some uh, uh, army for do- home homeland dwell time mission work. Yeah, you know, uh, right. Well, they've already. It turns out they've they had already been here, and it was like you know. Now that they're here and everybody's set up, we might as well just pass a bill. The first report we heard was in one October when they first started using army on our land mm-hmm. against our citizens, yeah, which but is they, against the Constitution. Yeah, directly. but they've since admitted that they've been doing that for a while now. So the point is is that they always pass this stuff after the cat is out of the bag. So what it probably means is is that they're going to do it at such a large scale now that they have to pass something because it will be too obvious to people otherwise. Yes. They can't keep it hush-hush. Ding, ding, ding. Prize to the gentleman. Okay. Keep well, let me tell you what, what it says here. According to the text of the proposed bill, the purpose of the National Emergency Centers is to provide temporary housing, medical, and humanitarian assistance to individuals and families dislocated to an emergency or major disaster. And gas chamber. Three additional purposes are specified in the text of the proposed legislation. To provide centralized locations for the purposes of training and ensuring the coordination of federal, state, and local first responders to provide centralized locations to improve the coordination of preparedness, response, and recovery efforts of government, private, non-profit, and faith-based organizations, and three, to meet other appropriate needs as defined by the Secretary of Homeland Security. Oh, great. Awesome. Here we go. That is the My Wild loophole. Uh, plus huh. anything else you've, your devious minds can uh, come up with. Just these things plus anything else you need. Yeah, plus uh, there's no restriction. Yeah, great. The third restriction is no restriction. Mm -hmm. The broad specifications of the bill's language, however, contribute to concern that the national emergency purpose could be utilized by the Secretary of Homeland Security to include any kind of situation the government wants to contain or otherwise control. Representative Hastings created controversy during the 2008 presidential campaign with its provocative comments concerning Republican Vice President Candidate Sarah Palin. He said, if Sarah Palin is enough of a reason for you to get over whatever your problem is with Barack Obama, then you blank well better pay attention, Hastings said on ABC News. Wow. Anybody toting guns and stripping moose don't care too much about what they do with Jews and blacks. So you just think this through. Wow, that is maybe the most insane thing I've heard to date. Now, if somebody says that in the public, they will go send ATF. To go bust in their house. Yeah, but it's okay if a senator says that. Yeah, he's a congressman. Yeah. Uh, H.R. 645, oh, that's okay, which seeks to allocate $360 million for developing the emergency centers, has been referred to the House Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure to the Committee on Armed Services. And on the, I think also the Committee of Repression of Citizens and yeah. Development of Police State. And they see other committees. <clears throat> the uh, Committee of Jackboot Government Thub. Right, Thugs. right. Which is a joint Republican-Democratic uh, yeah, committee. Oddly enough, uh, everybody on that has been rumored to be cheering <laughs> as the yeah. as the bill uh, came across the desk. So we've got basically drug guys running our economy, and we've got them building the camps. No, no, current. they're not running it. They're just financing it. Uh, financing. <laughs> let me give you a quote formula here of, of economics. Financing equals control. Does people con- do people control where you're? Uh, financed you know truck is no they don't they don't drive it on a day-to-day basis you know what they just own it yeah they and they can take it, it. if you and don't play ball they take it you're right that's it you don't own the truck don't own the truck yeah you're right believe me when they give money they have control on boards and things like that mm-hmm. 
They don't they don't do that without control. I know from having worked with venture capitalists. Oh, okay. Okay. So right. you got something where about five, six minutes. Okay, this one is a little long. I'll try and edit it down here. Um, we're going to give a little bit of an update here on the uh, – we had talked about New Hampshire reasserting its sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's turns out there's an increasing number of, uh, of states, in fact, reasserting their sovereignty. Uh, although Fox News and CNN are not telling you about it, a growing number of states are declaring sovereignty. Washington, New Hampshire, Arizona, Montana, Michigan, Missouri, Oklahoma, California, and Georgia have all introduced bills and resolutions declaring or reasserting their sovereignty under the Tenth Amendment. Colorado, Hawaii, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Arkansas, Idaho, Indiana, Alaska, Kansas, Alabama, Nevada, Maine, and Illinois are considering such measures. Wait a second. Before you proceed, this would be like the mainstream media not covering the attack on Fort Sumter. And yeah, it's, it's the, as if the southern like, states taking over, you know, certain ports and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not that big a story. This may not be quite there yet, but that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, well, you know, it's. I, I would I would liken it to like something you know crazy, like the media not covering something, you know, like fifty thousand people protesting in front of the uh, the uh, central government building in Iceland just before a collapse and, mm-hmm. and not making one, you know, right. thing. People openly declaring declaring a revolution and. Not even winding yeah. up in page three. So what else is going to happen here? Uh, in the case of a growing number of use states, uh, let's see. This is the Tenth Amendment. The this Tenth is, Amendment, mm-hmm. is that is that the, uh, refresh our memory here on the. That is the uh, Ninth and, well, the Ninth and Tenth Amendments are uh, keystones to preserving freedom, uh, according to uh, Gary Adler. In his 15 key principles of the founding fathers, and uh, you know what, I I could I I could paraphrase it, but I'm just going to let our listeners look okay. at the 10th Amendment, the okay. ninth and the 10th ones, um, known as the Bill of Individual Rights. Uh, in fact, the first 10 amendments, known as the Bill of Rights, clarify the restraints placed on the national government and they safeguard the rights of individuals. Mm-hmm. It does not take a rocket scientist to to conclude that all of these individual rights are are under withering attack by the federal government. Obama's plans for a federal handgun license, hate crime laws to regulate Christian speech about their own religious beliefs on homosexuality, President Obama's Youth Corps for mandatory public service, and the so-called Fairness Doctrine, which is completely insane, to balance talk radio, uh, have New Hampshire lawmakers telling Obama to basically grow up and get some better ideas, writes Jake Jones. They say that if Obama plan- if Obama's plans are implemented, implemented, it would constitute a nullification of the Constitution of the United States. Hmm. That's what New Hampshire's resolution uh, is and essentially saying. Their Congress voted on that. Yes, their the state, yeah, the state legislature and already, it. and we read it here a couple of weeks ago, yeah, I believe. Right. Um, unfortunately, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were nullified many years ago, at least since the emergence of the Federalists under, Alexam- under Alexan- Alexander Hamilton, Hamilton, as Thomas D. Lorenzo persuasively argues. Uh, I don't well, know. That's that's way back when our founding fathers. Yeah, yeah. They're saying that was wiped out then. Yeah, that's what this article is saying. I don't know if I believe that. You know, we just sometimes we just report them. Well, they didn't let me vote on it then. Yeah. And I don't remember my great 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 grandfather, mm-hmm. Jebediah. Yeah. Future. Uh, <laughs> Jebediah future. <laughs> With a big. He had the big pork chop uh, yeah. sideburns. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to bring them back, man. Are you? Okay. Yeah. You're looking good. I know. Uh, 
DiLorenzo writes, the U.S. government is now characterized by dictatorial power, abuse of every kind of personal liberty, confiscat confiscatory taxation, economic fascism, dangerous militarism, and imperialism. Uh, I'm not even hearing this on conservative talk radio or conservative cable news. It's true. Well, you know, I mean, it's not really on part of the neocon agenda. So. What was your uh, source, that article? This is Infowars.com. Okay. You can uh, find it. I believe it is also archived at prisonplanet.com. Okay. Uh, search under increasing number of states reassert sovereignty. And if you start looking online on that Ninth and Tenth Amendment, a lot of these initiatives are going to pop up. Yeah, evidently. boy, I sure hope you. I sure, I sure hope our listeners do bother to check the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. Mm -hmm. There's a reason I'm not reading it out loud or saying it. Okay, that's homework assignment. In other words, kind of yeah. For our listeners, the seven hundredth, uh, the thirteenth um, person to write in and tell me what the um, what the Ninth and Tenth Amendment is, I will send them one of my CDs. Wow. So there you go. You mean the CDs that are on the front of futureweek.com? Those very CDs. The ones that <laughs> Not other... Not a single person has purchased. Futurian, well, <laughs> shame on all of you out there. Shame. We know there are many, many thousands of people every week that listen to our show. We yeah. have proof of it. And uh, I just want to tell you, shame for not getting... Uh, Brother Tom's CD out there. It's right at the front of futurequake.com. Mm -hmm. You clip on it, you can go right to PayPal, I believe. Yeah. And it's I, I don't want to turn about as sophisticated as anything there is on futurequake.com. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make it. I don't want to turn this into a uh, infomercial. Yeah. But uh, it's there. I and did if, that, not you. Okay. I didn't know yeah. you were going to make the offer. It was just a nice well, offer. The thirteenth person to write in to tell me what the ninth and tenth amendment is, uh, in their own words. Does that mean that we have to like go through twelve other emails to get to it? No, it's just you just send me the thirteenth and okay. tell me. All right, and I'll send it out. I'll make it happen. All right, all right, boy, this is. I have we're, people. We're getting fancy. We'll have like a prize patrol yeah. that will start going. Yeah. We have a lot of worldwide listeners. We have over a thousand, to like twelve hundred or so that are regular listeners from internationally. Yeah, there you go. So and that'll I be a give, long trip. And I'll even give, I'll even give the sixth person from Norway to email in. Really? Tenth Amendment. I'll I'll send them two CDs. The sixth person from Norway. Yes. What about Iceland? Any uh, deal there? You know, and I'll go Iceland too. Okay. Norway uh, and Iceland. Combination. And either the, one. And the thirteenth person to write in and tell me what the uh, uh, ninth and tenth amendment are. You know, you don't get that on Back to the Bible. Probably not. You know, or or Adventures in Odyssey or any of these yeah. Christian RC shows. Sproul, he doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah. In touch. They don't offer anything like that. Nope. Well, one thing we need to do is offer you Merv to tell you how you can contact us here. Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, we've got a few seconds. Let's get out of here. Okay, uh, see you Monday. Till then, we hope your future is very bright. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake. Crowding out old realities There's revolution Sweeping it like a breath